0: Everyone, we're kicking off episode 26 with a little bit of a special birthday shout out. My beautiful yeah, yeah, co host yeah, 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 that yeah. I'm staring at right now turned 31 years old, 21 years old on what was it on Halloween? Oh my goodness, I this has been a rough week for both of us, <laughs> clearly, as you can see. But you now Matthew is officially 21, he's been drinking for like four years now. <laughs> shout out, Susan. I hope you're not listening. Um, Oh, what a great way to just start off and expose everything about me. Thank you for that. But, gift. But no, but for real, honestly, I, I, I know that you had a great birthday and mm-hmm. I just want everyone, hopefully everyone that's listening, you know, maybe shoot you a, a late belated birthday message, all that kind of stuff. You deserve it. You, you work really hard, man. I'm glad you had a great weekend, and, you know, many more to you, hopefully many more celebrating together. First of all, shout out the best co-host in the world,
1: Peter Andresani. And now if you're listening, that's a sub to anyone that I've ever gone on the show with. You know who you are. Second oh of goodness. all, <laughs> we're coming out hot. Peter's the best co-host in the world. All right, we're coming out hot. Um, Second of all, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy already. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Peter, again, for the birthday wishes. Uh, shout out everyone for the birthday wishes. Shout out, Peter, though for the best gift that I got out of anyone, okay? Honestly, I didn't expect to start this off like this, but I think we should tease it. We got this merch Go for soon. it, bro. Yeah, we got merch coming soon, but Peter's the first one who crafted it. And he gave me the name, the franchise. I'm still working on Peter's nickname because that's, he gave me an absolute tank of a a nickname. Matthew
0: gave me, Matthew gave me the worst first nickname, like draft that he had. He was like, You're the saber metric, bro. I'm like a vigilante superhero. Like, what is that? (laughs) No, but yeah, I'm thinking about yours
1: still. But the fact that you gave me the franchise, it's hard to top, but. You made me a fire sweater with the logo, the franchise and Garber on the back. So we're about to start selling these shits to be honest. When it
0: comes and I get it to you you better wear it in like a video that we post on youtube no, or something will, something sure. that everyone can see it because bro, when we make yours, it's awesome we
1: could have like a little bit of a who likes who more and whose merch sells more than who like ttl oh, okay. takeover i already
0: know that yours is because you're the prettier no, face. i
1: actually think your merch might sell more than mine bro to be honest with you because
0: i'm the good guy i'm the peter rosenberg out of the, <laughs> out of the two of us is that it
1: <laughs> yo you've been watching too much michael k recently way too bro. much Michael k, you're making dude. references
0: to it already like i've been taking that. that ford fusion to work man all i got is regular radio so you already know that's all so i'm listening to it the first package i don't even want to get into the episode yet first thing i want to say you guys support wise have been killing it lately you, like sure. especially on youtube like, I'm not going to lie. You guys are slacking a little bit in the podcast department. We're a little bit upset about that. It's crazy because so, that's where we would be
1: doing the best. In. Get on
0: it. Get on it. Listen, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your wife, your mistress, everyone like that, whatever. It don't matter. Just tell everyone. But especially on YouTube, we've been getting a ton of subs lately. We're up to 167. I'm like praying that we can get to 200 for by you. the end of the year. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be like unreal because be we problem. were hoping for like 100 by the end of the year. We we're hoping for one hundred subs and a thousand followers on Instagram by the end of the year, and we, we hit a thousand followers earlier. like like was, in yeah. August. So, but um, shout out you guys! You've been doing a crazy job, like just supporting and everything. You know, all the supporters staying true, watching every episode, really supporting on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Twitter, we're on TikTok now too. If if anyone if anyone is interested in that, um, yes, Peter and Matthew have been utilizing the TikTok. We have no idea how to use it, but we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, this should be
1: called roles reversed with this episode because you're giving the best plugs in the league right now, all right? And I'm coming today with the Sabermetrics, all right? Listen, I'm giving you that name. I think you deserve it, Sabermetrics. But listen, listen, we're on TikTok now, thanks to Peter, okay? I think it's at TTL Sports, right? I don't even know that.
0: Yeah, it is TTL, at TTL Sports, yeah. <laughs>
1: um go check us out there we actually another goal of ours w- which i'll tell right now was to get a thousand views on one video like anytime that'd be a big milestone we haven't hit it yet but this is the closest we've came and we uploaded it two days ago TikTok gave us 937 views so you guys have been killing it thank you so much if you're new here and listening for the first time welcome aboard you're about to be in for a long ride because this is gonna i already feel the energy the episode is gonna be the best one we've it's ever gonna
0: done slap this is an absolute slap and you know what me from the past like two days i think i've got like combined like five hours sleep and you've just been part. you just been raging. So we're off the zoinkies for this episode. You already know. Yeah,
1: I'm ready to get into it. But but to say thank you for all the support on everything. Like our IG has actually been killing it with the polls, and the and the interactions has been great. Shout out Peter again. TikTok's blowing up. It's 167 subs. So if you are listening and you don't already follow at TTL Sports, WWE. What are you doing? And at take the sell sports one on Twitter and take the sell sports on YouTube and TikTok <laughs> and TikTok at take the Cell sports then there's something wrong with you and you're off the zoinkies so let's get ready. Let's get ready. Speaking of someone
0: that's off, off the, the zoinkies, zoinkies. <laughs> my man Trevor Lawrence, who looks like a blonde crow. Yeah, crow, like he looks like Scarecrow
1: from Batman
0: uh, with Christian Bale. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> The First thing I want to say, obviously, this is old news at this point, but it leads into a ton of other things that we're talking about. Oh, we Trevor can't Lawrence, wait to get into those other Trevor, things. Trevor Lawrence. Me. Tested positive for COVID-19. My God, if I had a dollar for every time I said that phrase on this show, we would have been retired and living in Boca Raton already between both of us. I would love to live but, in Boca Raton. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like actually getting into it. Yes, you know, on a serious note, he did test positive for COVID-19 and This is going to sound so mean, but I don't think it could have happened. Wow. (laughs) Well, What what I'm going to say, it might be even just as bad, but um, it couldn't have happened to a better guy in college only because he was the one that was extremely outspoken about it, about canceling the season, all that kind of stuff. He was like, yeah, like, you know, we're young, we're going to get it. We're going to bounce back all that kind of stuff. And obviously all the signs are pointing towards Trevor Lawrence, bouncing right back to the same person he was, but he not only missed a game against Boston College that Clemson almost lost. I lied way. by
1: Clemson in that game, by the way, because they were they were the little underdog, and I knew they were coming back, but go ahead. And <laughs> they did almost lose that their game.
0: Their biggest game on the schedule, which is upcoming against number three, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right, yeah. He's not playing. So, obviously, like, yeah, whatever. This has nothing to do with, like, his NFL career. Obviously, he's still going to be the number one overall pick if he goes. He goes. But – yo that and yes that you just i'm dying bro i'm so dehydrated i go yes That no, <laughs> yes. oh man that was great but but, um, but but yes but yeah no i i just like i don't want to say that it could have happened to a better guy but yeah you know like maybe you should take it a little bit more seriously and like maybe you should advocate advocate is that the right word that's the right word we are really off the zoinkies right now off the zoinkies. <laughs> but um yeah he should advocate for like you know better ppe all that kind kind of stuff like just spread the word you know because he's got a big platform now i agree and he's obviously the clear consensus first overall
1: pick absolutely i didn't mean to say who cares that he got it to clarify i meant and i don't want to get political but there's actually a statistic out there that shows um people in our age range and i know trevor lawrence is probably younger than both of us so i know he fits that um i think it's like 18 to 26 which he's obviously in that i think like and i mean knock on wood i'm praying for him i hope he gets better but i think it's like less than 100 people that have passed away um with 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 health conditions so mm-hmm. i don't think he trevor lawrence is gonna be like he'll be back i think that's why i'm saying who cares oh yeah but um i, I want him over talking about this too i agree with you i think he should use his platform a little bit more mm-hmm. and um i was gonna oh and, and i don't want to talk college because that's so off topic but i do think that freshman quarterback um actually played
0: pretty well in the second yeah, he, half he did play i don't know actually, his name I'm. It was something like ukulele or something it like was. that. His last name was like DJ ukulele or no, something. I'm going to pull like it that. up right now. He's a true freshman, by the way. So he's just like 17, 18 year old. Oh, yeah,
1: I did not expect to like actual
0: ACC football. So that's DJ
1: pretty, ukulele. You're right. But, but I'm, I'm but really yeah. sad that I knew that. But um, yeah, this is why you're the Saber Metrics. I told you, you, you know, so much unnecessary bullshit. I got to get a better name for it, but I'll figure it out. Um, but
0: yeah, I do think. um. I think also because like, you know, it's clear that like he is, he's got such a big platform in the college landscape of itself of just college football because like he was one of the advocates, he was one of the spokesmen for like, yeah, we're definitely playing. I don't care what you guys say, you know what I mean? Like he's on his soapbox all the time because you know he's earned that right in in a respect because you know yeah, I'm the consensus number one overall. I'm the quarterback in the country like. Hey, you're going to listen to me. I have long blonde locks. Like, yeah, you're going to listen to me. You know what I mean? But like in all seriousness, um, yeah, he definitely has a voice. He definitely has a say in what happens in the college football world. So hopefully, you know, he, he maybe respects the virus a little bit more. And hopefully he could, you know, use it to benefit everyone around him. But now the real thing that I wanted to get into. Yeah, go into that. What, the way I even worded it, let me let me pull it up right now. The way I worded it, because I know you liked it, was Trevor Lawrence would be a fool not to be taken number one overall this year. Meaning, if he went back to Clemson, or say like he pulled an Eli Manning, or he'll be like or him, like or yeah, well, yeah. That's basically what I meant by him going back to college. But like, you know, I can see him. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to get drafted number one overall yeah. by the Jets. Will he play for the Jets? That is up in the air. That's really what this question is about for me. Um, I'm going to jump right into it. So uh, first of all, obviously
1: it's a great question. Cause everyone and their mother who thinks they know, they know sports is talking about this because obviously our favorite team happens to be the one team that hasn't won a game. So they're the clear pick right now to draft them. Uh, anyone who has that first overall pick is taking Trevor Lawrence. So um, I just think it's such a stupid argument. I mean, well, first of all, I think today, to be fair, there was a report that came out with, I don't know if it was you stadium, but I saw them report on it. And I'm, I i do not know if you saw this, but they said that a couple yeah, of his time. associates, um, <laughs> did you see this? It was like a couple of his associates said that yeah. he's most likely going to go to the NFL, but regardless of whether or not that's true or not, um, obviously everyone's been talking about this. My whole thing is he'd be an idiot to not go play, whether it's for the jets or not. Okay. First of all, If I'm a quarter if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'd actually rather go to New York. I'll explain to you why. Yeah. Um, as long as Gates is out of there. I mean, if not, then I get it. But uh, clearly Adam Gase is gonna be fired next year. Okay, it's not a question. They're gonna finish with at most two wins. And I'm and I'm being nice there. That's like
0: amazing case scenario. That's not even like a best case scenario. I'm being
1: nice (laughs) to the Jets right now. Like they finish with most two wins. So Think about this. You get You bring in Trevor Lawrence with a brand new head coach. You had mentioned, too. I'm just going to say I want to be enemy, but you had mentioned, um, go
0: ahead Arthur Smith or Matt Campbell.
1: Yes, those two. And whatever, there's going to be a ton of other candidates come the of time. Course. Um, and then you bring him in with a new head coach, which is pretty much what everyone has done. And they've seen success recently with these young quarterbacks. Yeah. And then the Jets keep in mind have just been trading Recently, Literally an hour ago, they got rid of Avery Williamson. They're gonna have a ton of draft capital with that Jamal Adams deal.
0: Well, we won't see that until twenty twenty two though. That <laughs> we won't reap Avery the benefits will. of that. <laughs> but everyone else is gonna get chipped off. Like they're gonna have yeah, a. Absolutely. they already
1: have a ton of draft capital. sale right now. They already have a ton of draft capital. and Then add on all, like if Darnold moves, they're gonna get more. Yeah, I don't think Quentin's gonna get traded, but there will be a bunch of other people that get traded on should. that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to have a ton of draft capital, brand new head coach, pre- pairing with Trevor Lawrence, and then mentioned they're not Joe Douglas came in and paid all these dudes on a one-year contract on so a they, cap space. Do, I don't know if they're top three, top five, but I know they have, one they the have
0: the most cap space, Thank right? If like, go. if it ended right now, I'm pretty sure the jets had about 85 to $88 million in cap space to spend, like, which is ludicrous because obviously, I mean, that's without them bringing back the, you know, any of their potential free agents that they want to bring back restricted free agents, you know, arbitration, all that kind of stuff, but. There will be some, um, very few
1: probably. Of course, yeah,
0: there's not going to be a lot. I could I could see very few guys coming back, especially who would even really want to come back after this season. I'm I, just I, being honest. No, no, you're right. I,
1: I just think the only last thing I'm going to finish on with this topic, because I think it's so stupid, and I think Trevor Lawrence will probably be a New York Jet if the Jets keep losing, which they probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, I say this all the time as a Jets fan – I can only say I've been watching really for like seven, eight years, but I've watched every single jet game since then. But I'm always optimistic. And we always say this, we always say there's a ton of cap saves. We always say there's a ton of draft capital. We always say we're going to bring this in, but this is actually if they execute this plan, the way that we're saying it should be executed. When you bring in Trevor Lawrence and a new head coach and all this space and all these draft picks, they actually have a chance to do something. And you compare yep. that to the other top five teams in the league. I can only make one argument. I'd say Minnesota would be a good landing spot for him mm-hmm. or honestly Atlanta too. Honestly, there's a ton of teams with a ton of talent,
0: but really the only one that I, that I could think of out of the top five, like right now, that would be, I was thinking the Jaguars. That's another one too. But
1: my my point is, even though there are some teams that would maybe suit him better, I don't see him going back another year to not play with a team that has a ton of potential. And let's talk about marketability, which I know you're going to get into also. Um, it's New York. You want to be the guy that changed around the worst franchise yeah. in football history. Yes. Do you know how much money that's going to bring him? So you, there's no you, question. He
0: no, that. I agree with you hundred percent. I'm glad that you brought that up because dude, I, I, I take it back to Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez didn't even play a game in the NFL yet. You go down to Times square. There was billboards with his face on it already, yeah. already. And that was Mark Sanchez. Granted, obviously he was touted high, all that kind of stuff. He's no Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, dude, Think about it like this, regardless, if you go first overall this year or first overall next year, you're going to go to a bad team. Even if you get traded, you're not going to go to a good team per se. There's going to be some roadblocks. There's going to be some learning curves. You know what I'm saying? You want to be the consensus number one overall pick. That's just the way it goes. If, if you want to be the number one overall pick, you're going to have to be the franchise difference maker. And what better place, the most marketable place in the world, in my opinion, New York. You know what I'm saying? That's where you could make the most off your name. Maybe yeah. LA, I could say, maybe, you know what I mean? Would probably be, would rival though. I still think New York's a, bit, a bigger football I think so area too than LA. Absolutely. And you know what I'm saying? Like, think of how, how we've suffered, Matt, for how long? I mean, you've suffered for seven or eight years. I've suffered for a little bit longer because I'm a little bit older than you, but like, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm smiling. I'm just like, you know, Trevor Lawrence comes in he turns his franchise around, you know, they become a playoff contender, maybe even a Super Bowl contender in five, six, seven years. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. You, you know, we it laugh could at, be at two, it three. now. It could, yeah, look, you don't, look you at don't how fast the that. turnaround could be. So if I'm Trevor Lawrence, unless I'm, you know, pardon my French, unless I'm a bitch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm coming to New York and I'm going to be the franchise savior. So I think this is a ridiculous argument. I think Roddy White, Stephen A. Smith, guys like that coming out saying oh he should stay in Clemson, he should pull a uh an Eli Manning. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it may be Roddy White. No, they both don't know what they're the talking about.
1: I I, Stephen I a, you have no
0: I, idea what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, you're right. I hate people that think that. Then you know what's funny? Those are the people that will change the narratives, and they're the ones getting paid to do it. And it's like it's just so fun. It's just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it's any all, sense. This is
0: all media created. I bet Trevor Lawrence maybe in his mind has thought, yeah, nope. maybe I'll come back to Clemson to finish my senior. Year. But another thing I want to I want to point out as well, which, you know, this is kind of me going a little crazy, as you know, sometimes I do. I think about family situations. So as you know, like when Peyton Manning pulled this with the Jets, and I think it was 97 when they had – no, they, I think it was 98. 90, was no, 97 they had the first overall pick. Yeah, 96, whatever it was. One of those three years. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was supposed to come out. And he didn't. And he went back. The Mannings were a rich family. You know what I mean? That the Archie played in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? They just came from wealth. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? He was afforded the opportunity to go back to school to finish because you know what? Hey, maybe this doesn't work out. Like I could take my degree and do something. Trevor Lawrence does not come from a family of wealth. You know, we don't know what their financial situation is. He might want to chase the bag right out Another thing. of this year. You know what I mean? Maybe they can't afford for him to go back. You don't know what's going on. Obviously, there's some under the table deals. We all know the NCAA is the most crooked. You know, if Clem- any- if he wants to go to Clemson, they'll make sure he
1: goes to Clemson. Yeah,
0: but you know what I mean? Like you don't know how how fat how family factors into it and all that kind of knows? stuff. Who knows?
1: He might get. P- he knows
0: the liability. Look at him. He's out now. What if he actually gets hurt? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You, you cost yourself. I mean, yeah, you can get insurance, but is that, you know, marketability is that a uh, first overall pick five-year rookie contract money? Absolutely not. So this is a ridiculous argument. I feel like we had to talk about it, but it's just straight BS. Like it's all smoke screens, pretty much. 100%. I, I don't really have much to say with that. And like you said, you said
1: best, we really shouldn't have to, had to talk about it. The fact that people are bringing this up is ridiculous. I it's just, It's similar to how the Knicks are, Peter. Like you know how, it's like say Knicks for clicks. No, no, seriously though, like anything with the Jets in it, it's like you want people just make it a a hot topic. Yeah, look at our look at my rent. (laughs) (laughs) For real though, so I don't know. I'm over this thing. I I I I, absolutely. I think Trevor Lawrence will probably declare regardless of what team takes him, and we will see that people locks in the draft room or on on Zoom maybe. Picking up Roger a, Goodell's basement
0: jersey. while he's slamming cupcakes.
1: Here's my thing: I'm a, if I buy a jersey, bro, is this a sad day in history? Because I every jersey, jersey I own, I've had to lay down. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's have it's a, not one that, not that I could. Frame.
0: My my Sam Darnold jersey is in the back of my pickup truck right now, just smelling. Hasn't been washed. It's Just sitting there. All Hell's sad. up there. I, I I'm ready to burn just it. Sad. Oh my! <laughs> all right, we're moving on. We're gonna move on to our favorite. Oh, I love this topic of the week, and my Uncle Michael loves this. Shout Shout out, out Uncle Michael. Michael. Thank you for being such a continued and valued listener. It's the NFL recap, baby. Let's get right into it. I am ready. Peter is ready. Let's go. I made that
1: face early because the Eagles are up 21-9. I just had a laugh. Sorry. Awful game. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's (laughs) last. Um, We'll start off with a Thursday night game that I hammered and absolutely lost lost the. Lost the The apartment that I'm laying in right now. No, I'm kidding. He's actually
0: sitting outside on the curb as we're doing this right now.
1: (laughs) But, no, I actually picked this game horribly. It was Carolina and Atlanta. Atlanta won the last six of their seven versus Carolina, despite being one and six before this game. And my reaction to this is I still love Matt Rule. The play calls, and Joe Brady, they are such an amazing tandem. I mean – They are. I love it. Teddy Two Gloves, when he went down, the world was upset. Okay, I was sad. I was Um, too. I love him
0: and started shout out him PJ Walker
1: too, slinging deck on that football field. I mean, <laughs> oh my yeah, God, one
0: for four for six yards,
1: bro. I remember, <laughs> I mean, he looked good though. Like he didn't look frazzled is what I'm trying to say. So I'm, I, I mean, the Falcons won this game. I don't know how
0: Yeah, they're not a
1: bad football team, bro. To be honest with you.
0: I mean, they looked very put together on Thursday night football, but then again, you know, we're silly for even betting this. I'm silly for starting Teddy two gloves. Because we all know that Thursday is a different animal.
1: You called it, Peter. You literally said Teddy Bridgewater is going to get me 12
0: points. And he did get me 12.04 points. So thank you, Teddy Two Gloves, for that. On the worst pass defense in the league, by the way. Yes, they're statistically worse than the Cowboys, actually. And he only did that. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, Thursday is such a hard game to predict because, dude, you don't know how beat up that team was from Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what? Like we don't know the ins and outs in and Carolina this, could have right. been a lot more beaten up than we, we knew knew. You know what I'm saying? And Atlanta could have been perfectly healthy. So, really, the records for me, honestly, unless the Jets are playing on Thursday night football, the <laughs> the records kind of go out the window. I, I kind of think of it as a toss-up game every time, doesn't that's matter true. what the odds are. So to me, I wasn't shocked that Atlanta won because I know Matt Ryan has a really nice record against Carolina in his career. And also I just think that Matt Ryan is, is still a top 15 quarterback and he did the job. He actually did a lot with his legs. He had a 12 yard touchdown run. He looked pretty good on national TV. So shout out them. I hope that this uh, to me, honestly, the rest of the season is a showcase for Matt Ryan. I personally don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the Falcons next year. That's just me. So I think this is a showcase for him. So, you know, I hope he does well. I always liked Matty ice, Maddie melted ice.
1: This was also, before we move on to the next game, there are people saying before that this might have been Julio and his last game together. So, uh, looking back at it, I'm actually not surprised that they won the game, if that yeah. makes sense, you know. But um, we'll see. Atlanta's not a horrible team. I also think Matt Ryan – They're better like, than their record. Let's yes. put it like that. And I also think Matt Ryan – They're a couple pieces away. Like, they'll get back to where they once were. Yeah. And I think Matt Ryan will find a job somewhere if he's not, like, easily. He Like you just Absolutely. said, he's a very good quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. We'll move on. The next one I have here is the one o'clock game. So we got uh, New England and Buffalo. Um, New England lost four straight games for, for the first time since 02. And Buffalo moves on to six and two. Um Cam Newton fumbled obviously at the end of the game. Um yeah.
0: This I, I have the perfect name to sum it up right now. I'm just gonna say it to you and and you give me your Does take it have on to do with I Tom said. Brady? No, it just has no. to do with both teams and the way they are right now. Both teams are exactly what we thought. They were going to be. I didn't expect New England to be that great. I thought they were going to be probably at best nine and seven, 10 and six. So this is kind of right on par with like being a little bit subpar. The Bills are going to be a good team because they just have good pieces. But Josh Allen is exactly the person we thought he was. Yeah. The first four weeks of the season was a fluke. You go back four weeks ago, we called him the, the MVP candidate. The <laughs> guy, guy cannot get out of his own way on the football field. The defensive player of the year and the leader of that defense wasn't playing, and he still couldn't even muster up a touchdown pass. Now that's I'm not saying that they don't have great defensive pieces, but you know, when is a when is a victory gonna feel like Josh Allen really led that team to victory? True. I actually think you put that the best way possible. It's actually so funny that you um
1: brought that up because I'm gonna go completely off topic and then bring it back. I went out last night, um, shout out New York City, rooftop bars, all right. And someone came up to me and asked me a sports question, all right, and how you started the podcast, and I said this is why Josh Allen hold, love. This is why, yeah, this is why I hold Josh Allen dear to my heart because <laughs> you and I have been like obvious all right, so obviously Jet fans 2017 draft, we're looking at Darnold, Rosen, Allen, all of them. We don't know who the Jets are going to take. Um, even Baker at one point was a thing, and then we knew we knew Allen was quicker than Lamar, or almost as fast. We knew Allen had a fucking laser, but we've been saying for literally three years that he is the most inaccurate quarterback probably yeah. in football. Yeah. So like, anytime I ever talk about Allen, I hold it dear to the, the way the podcast started because I remember I called you when Houston played um, Buffalo in the. AFC Wild card Game last year, so like
0: he, I think he's Brett Favre, bro. Like, off, like, like off-brand Brett Favre. That's the way I'll put it. You have been saying that <laughs> since the beginning, and uh, you know what? Every week that rolls by, it, it's more and more true. Yeah, he's good.
1: All right, I won't. I'll say this: he's not bad, but he's not good. Yeah. He re- like I, I'll be honest with myself here. I thought he was a lot worse than what he actually was. Yes, yeah, me too. But He's also not good.
0: Yeah, I think his um, run, I think he has premier running ability from no, the he's, quarterback I think he's position. Than
1: Lamar, I I I just said that.
0: Yeah, it may I, not be true, but I think that's what scares teams. It's like I think his stats are a little fabricated because the team is always weary of him. He reminds just taking me of a off. white
1: a white Colin Kaepernick. He's got the bullet yeah. arm. No, yeah. no, <laughs> and, no, you're, and you're he's right. mobile as hell. Like that's literally what it was. Yeah. Like people were scared of like. Kaepernick, when he was good, wasn't getting intercepted because he was throwing like 200 miles per,
0: <laughs> per hour lasers. <laughs>
1: like, do you remember that? The like Crabtree yeah. you used to say he had trouble yeah. catching Colin Kaepernick's like football. Yes. Yeah. That's why he, Alan reminds me of that a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, I'm you actually really did bring that full circle and you did quite nicely. Uh, I agree with you on that for sure. What I want to say now is if I'm a Patriots fan, and listen, that'll be the only time you'll ever hear me say if I'm. Patriots and fan in the same sentence I'm still not worried because we all knew that this was going to be a transition year we all know that Bill Belichick is throwing up smoke screens Cam Newton is not his franchise quarterback it's a feel-good story it's a proven starter that can get you through a mucky year you know what I'm saying and that's exactly what this year is I still say that the the Patriots finish out eight and eight somehow that's just because it's Bill Belichick but you know what i mean like it's gonna get better this might be the only mucky year that new england has in the rest of bill belichick's tenure for as long as he stays i just can't figure it out you know what i'm saying they lost so many defensive pieces to you know the opt-out the coronavirus opt-out you know what i mean they don't they don't really spend big on free agents they don't really you know what i'm saying it's kind of like if you look at it like jamie collins signed like a three year 30 million dollar deal like when was the last time you ever saw the Patriots sign someone to a deal worth like 10 plus million dollars a year? Mm -hmm. That wasn't Tom Brady. So, you know what I'm saying? They don't do it. They just go through drafting and just like great scouting and all that kind of stuff. So you already know that if they have like seven plus picks that they'll have seven starters next year that are probably going to shock the world. So um, I'm not worried if I'm, if I'm a Patriots fan, so it's going to be a weird year, you know?
1: I actually think you nailed it on the head and to add on to why you said, What you said about Cam Newton not like being a just a starter who's trying to come back and prove himself and who's just filling in the role of a mucky team. I think you saw that when they signed him to a one year deal. Like that's exactly what Belichick thought. So um, I don't even think he's mad at Cam for not playing. Like, like, I don't think he's. I think he's kind of just like, dude, do your best. And Belichick doesn't really care because he knows if he's going to continue to coach his football team, I think he's got like, he'll be like, I think he's going to have one more great quarterback and then he'll kind of retire yeah so you're right I, I think that's that's a great way to put it about cam noon he he's played like Thank shit you. though to be honest yeah, with he's, you.
0: he's looked really bad it's sad because it, it, it he started off that we thought the really patriots good, yeah. were
1: good like we oh that is sad but i mean hopefully they finish a and maybe you're right maybe it'll get better for them we'll see what happens and belichick always has shit up his sleeve so. yeah um i didn't watch this game so i need you to do it a little bit um what Cincinnati? I heard about it. Oh my goodness! Cincinnati and Tennessee,
0: which I, I don't think know, for the rest of the season. You call this game? No, I did not actually bet on the, the Titans, oh, and yeah. you know it's funny. I bet on the Bengals the last two weeks, and they let me down. And, and then that's I why I asked. go against them, and they let me down. But um, I just saw Burrow. I think, who I think really for the well, rest bro. of for the rest of like the time that we do this podcast, I think I should just take over the Joe Burrow oh, highlights. Yeah. This is the Peter enjoy. Big Dick Joe segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should call. It. But honestly, dude, like. There's really not much else that we could say. As the weeks go by, Joe Burrow just looks more and more like a polished 10-year vet in the NFL. No, so he's great. He's And great. he's, what, seven games, eight games into his, his rookie season? Mm-hmm. He is going to be a top-five quarterback throughout his entire career. He is. He's just going to be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break the news to everyone. But Joe Burrow, as much as everyone hates him because he's cocky and he knows how to win and he's got his own confidence, dude, he is – To me, he's as close. You know how, like, we go, oh, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. No one's ever been like him. No one will be like him. You know, Patrick Mahomes is himself. We're going to see Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. And the second coming of Tom Brady, as close as we're going to get, is Joe Burrow.
1: The only thing I agree with you, the only thing that I'm a little concerned about is them winning games. I don't know how they're going to do that.
0: The only thing I'm concerned about is his durability, because Joe Burrow has been sacked the most 28 times already in eight games. He's also been hit they, the most.
1: They need hit help on that O-line Bad. has been pressured
0: the most. So. I hope they get a
1: top – it probably That's will get a top
0: five. Uh, They'll get a I top know. ten pick.
1: I know top 10, a top I'm ten. I'm saying 10. I hope they get a top five pick, get a really good like lineman or something.
0: Yeah, but um, I think the future is definitely bright. People have something to smile about in Cincinnati. Two, five, and one, people are probably like, what do you got to smile about? You watch – Joe Burrow is a player that I would go out of my way to watch.
1: Yeah, you're right. And That's they beat like, it like, – like, yeah. And they beat a team that's, first of all, Tennessee is a great is team. Good,
0: yeah, Coached, Very, very exactly. good. Great running back. Great quarterback. See, that great. feels like a win. Buffalo didn't feel like a win. That is an absolute win. You're, you're definitely right. Um, no, dude. And on, on Tennessee's side, defensively, they got to clean it up. You, they have to clean it up because offensively, we know that they're going to score points because it's crazy. Like one week, it could be John New Smith. One week, it could be A.J. Brown. One week, it could be Corey Davis. And one week, it could just be all Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like, they have so many weapons on offense. And the they have so much versatility on offense. Their defense leaves a lot to be desired. Their secondary hasn't played as well as everyone thought it was going to be. Adoree Jackson hasn't played that well. I think they still have Kenny Vaccaro with um, Kevin Byard in, in, the, um, in the safety positions and stuff like that. So, they haven't lived up to expectations yet this year. There's always time to turn around. They're still, what, five and two?
1: Yeah, five and two.
0: So I don't really think they have anything to worry about. The Colts, to me, are a really good team, but I still think that Tennessee has the upper hand on the Colts as a better football team in general. I agree. So, um, yeah, that was that was a bad loss. That was probably something that you look back at. And, and maybe at the end of the year when the Colts win the AFC South by a game, you know what I mean? We look back and it's like, wow, they should have beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But um, great game by BDJ. You know what I mean? I I'm a huge Joe them. Burrow. We need guy. him on the
1: podcast. I listening. Dude,
0: honestly, that I would retire. That's it for me, bro. That's it. I want Sam. I want Sam on the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> but um no, yeah. Cincinnati, you have a lot to smile about. The future is definitely bright. As long as you could keep Joe Burrow upright in the pocket. I agree. Great,
1: great thing. And to add on Last thing about the Bengals. Giovanni Bernard actually had two scrimmage touchdowns today, which is tied for his career high. So shout out you Giovanni Bernard fantasy owners. That's that's some points right there. Did, did you win this week or no? Yes, no.
0: Uh, I'm losing by three, and we're going into the... I'm, I'm losing 75-72. I have Ronald Jones. He has Scotty Miller. So Oh, Scotty Miller. <laughs> and I dropped Scotty Miller last week, so I don't uh, know he's that he's going to come you. back and bite me in the ass. <laughs> Bro, Um, about
1: um what's his name oh about fantasy i won five straight but not because i'm good but because every team i've
0: played scored the lowest out of any team that's yeah, beautiful league. hey we take those wins
1: so five straight wins i'm five and three on the year because his players are done so shout out that but next game oak uh las vegas excuse me and cleveland um cleveland scored a whopping six points after putting on a nice show last week and then oh las vegas excuse me uh has the fewest points allowed since week 15 of 2012. So the Raiders usually get pounced on. They didn't let it happen today. Weird game. I thought it was going to be better, but weird game.
0: This is, this was purely, um, I regret it because I had Jarvis Landry and Harrison Bryant in my lineup And I didn't realize the weather played so much in this between the wind and the rain, everything like that. Brutal game. That's why the score was the way it was. Brutal weather-wise. I mean, I don't know if anyone saw Daniel Carlson's first field goal attempt. That was literally going right down the middle. And then it (laughs) took a a left turn. (laughs) It took a left turn. So, like, yeah, the wind and the rain was a big factor. I used this term before, but I'm going to use it again. The Browns are exactly who we thought they were. They are a facade. They are probably the second worst. What are they? Five and three now? Five and two? Five and three? Five and three. Five and three. They're the second worst five and three team in in football beside behind the Chicago Bears. They're terrible. It's 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 Jekyll and Hyde. The fact that that they won five games is an improvement because usually they they they
1: don't win and Mm -hmm. they don't close. But the for the talent that this team has.
0: This is too inconsistent for me. It's I similar to think,
1: the Jets, bro. You just keep looking for the positives. Well, I, I, I don't, well, I don't and know. And then, no, that, it, is. <laughs> it is, though. You keep looking for the positives with, with the Browns. And we're like, oh, maybe Odell went down. Could mm-hmm. be a positive thing because Baker might actually. Well, you know,
0: we keep putting our foot in our mouths because one week we, we say Baker played well and Baker played like crap this week. And you know what? I'll give him a little bit of a pass because, you know, they scored only six points. They didn't have an offensive touchdown. But also, I'm pretty sure the Raiders only had one touchdown. It was like a four yard pass. you know, the weather played a huge factor in this, but this next upcoming game is a huge bounce back for, for Baker Mayfield. He has to show that he could be the franchise quarterback, that he could lead this team, that he could be the sole purpose. Why the Browns win a football game. You know what I'm saying? Last week he was a big part, but he was not the sole purpose.
1: No, yeah, and especially, again, sorry to bring in the Jets, but if you see the Jets move on from Sam Darnold this year, I think Baker has a lot to prove for himself as to why he should lead a yeah. team that has a ton of talent on it. So you're very right. I don't know who they play next week. And, who they play next week?
0: Um, I don't know. We'll get into that in it's the actually, next segment. We will actually get into um, that But on the Las Vegas side, Las Vegas just continues to get the crappy end of the stick, in my opinion, because I feel like if they hadn't like, – you know what bothers me, man? They showed a Democrat. I was watching the Jet game before. I don't know why. But um, the the Kansas City Chiefs had the easiest remaining schedule in football. How is this possible? How is it po- th- 397 winning percentage. Not even 400 winning percentage. Like, how is this possible? This drives me crazy. And there was a couple other really good playoff teams up there, too. You know what I mean? Like I think the 49ers were up there. I think the C- the Seahawks were up there, too. Like, mm-hmm. How is this possible? How could they keep getting the schedules wrong all the time? I feel like the Raiders consistently have one of the hardest schedules in football, yeah. and I don't even think it's because of the division that they play in. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure the Jets have one of the hardest remaining. Why is that? Why do the Jets have one of the hardest <laughs> remaining schedules? You know what I mean? No, you're right. You're like, right. It, it, I think Wait, the scheduling up- is completely BS. I think that if you really want to get into a conspiracy here, just just to get off topic for a quick second, I think that they give those kind of teams, you know, as much as I think Russell Wilson and, and Patrick Mahomes are the top two quarterbacks in the NFL and will be for some time. I think that they just give them the easier schedules to make them score points, put them on prime time and showcase them as the faces of of the sport. And at a marketing standpoint, yeah, that's great and all that kind of stuff, but it's not fair. It's not fair, and that's not me being a salty Jeff. And that's just me saying, why is it that a team with Patrick Mahomes has a has a remaining schedule has the easiest remaining schedule in football?
1: No, I, I think, think you're does. right. And so, the
0: Jets who are obviously
1: zero and eight have yeah. statistically the second hardest
0: schedule in all yeah. football. That is a fact. That yeah. is a fact. It's a fact, absolutely. And you know what? Like, I feel bad for the Raiders because if they had an easier schedule, what are they? They're four and three now, four right? And three. They could easily be six and two. Yeah, you're right. Six and one. I'm stupid. That was seven. And yeah, you could easily be six and one or five. Stole some games
1: from some pretty good teams this season. They they've put on a pretty good showcase. I like the way Gruden is over there. I think he's handling it very
0: well. Yeah. I think he's earning his contract. I really do believe that the culture he's brought in there is really dope. I I agree with that too. Yeah. And I just think that they've gotten the crappy end of the stick, and the Browns are just a mess. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A good mess, but a mess nonetheless. Yeah, you're right. That was a fire bar right there.
1: It was fine. <laughs> uh, next one. I don't have much to say uh, about the Indianapolis Colts versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit has lost seven straight home games, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. Um, they haven't been playing that bad actually, but
0: yeah, um, Indy took this one. Who's actually playing pretty well this year. What, why do I feel like every week the Lions have break some kind of streak that we've never heard of before? <laughs> i feel like that like every week something pops up where it's like oh wow like how is that possible that's literally the lions in a nutshell but i don't know the lions are like an inconsistent team but they're inconsistent and bad so like we don't really expect much from them like last week they looked great against you know like a sloppy atlanta team and they looked not that great against a a pretty good colts team and the thing is like you know the score what was it 41 21 or something like that Yeah, um, you know there was a defensive touchdown. You know there was a couple close. You know what I mean? Like the game could have been closer, honestly, than than it was, but. I don't I don't know. The the Lions are just the Lions and the Colts look really good. They're just business as usual. I'm really glad to see Phillip Rivers put in a really good game. Screw Naheem Hines because who the hell is that? And why did he score two touchdowns against me today? That was a sick ass no I'm not gonna lie to you. That was a pretty athletic celebration that, slash that, score. Yeah, though no, it was incredible, but obviously I know who Naheem Hines is. But like why did he have to score two touchdowns today?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh I'm just a salty fantasy owner. They were two incredible touchdowns, but uh, the Colts are just a well-oiled machine, offensive line, defensive line. Um, quarterback play for now. You know what I'm saying? The only mess on that team is T.Y. Hilton. What has T.Y. Hilton done this year? That Except is... for beat, injured, and drop passes. What,
1: up, what about Michael
0: Pittman? Well, Michael Pittman's been injured since the Jet game. That's sad, though. That's unfortunate. I mean, I was really high on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when he comes back, he could be a dog. You know, we, we don't know. But, um, yeah, I think I think maybe – if they're buyers at the trade deadline, which they absolutely should be, um, if they had one weakness, I'd say that they need another playmaker. Yeah, I agree. So maybe they can go for, I don't know, someone maybe like Kendrick Bourne or something like that out of San Francisco, you know. I, I like just a, think they're a, a placeholder. Crowder. That's, that's uh, I would hope not. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, I think they're like a placeholder. Um, in the UFC, they call them like – I'm drawing a blank here um, – there's fighters in the UFC that they that tune up fights. Yeah, but like there's a name for it. Like there are people in the division that just get their ass beat and
0: um, like Mark Hunt.
1: N- yeah, like <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley called Marlon Vera that too. I forgot what it was called.
0: Oh, I'm so mad I can't
1: say this because that's exactly what the Indianapolis Colts are. No, I it, think
0: the Colts are a good team, dude.
1: I do too, but I, if you if I. Oh, if you hear the word, then they're
0: definitely going to make the playoffs. But... No, that's
1: what I'm saying. They're yeah. they're like us. Oh, I can't get the word, but I, I think good, not they're a great team. Yeah, no, I think they're good. I just I think they're going to get bounced by whatever team they play in the playoffs. That's, that's why I, I think yeah, just that's what I'm saying. did they,
0: they can okay well, because right. think about it, they're not
1: going to have their quarterback next year. I think did Phil Bruce on a one year deal? Yes. Yeah, I think they make. A trade. I'm, I'm telling
0: you, dude. Listen, listen. They're just gonna gather assets. So when Sammy Mano slides in there behind behind Ryan Kelly next year, he's just gonna start slinging bullets to Michael Pittman, and it's gonna just be like USC all over again.
1: No, I think I think Sam Darnold
0: going. <laughs> I think Sam.
1: I'm trying to look at what the word at, that I was um, trying to think of to describe the Colts was. Um,
0: there's only only three landing spots in reality for Sam Darnold and it's the the bears, the Steelers and the Colts. That's really it. Yeah. Those three teams definitely fall into the same
1: category of good, but not good.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, and and
1: Sam Darnold going to Indianapolis, you
0: heard it here first. It is Sunday, November 1st. We've been saying this for like months actually. Yeah. So that definitely will happen. We kind of got off topic on that one, but yeah, like I said, Detroit Lions are just the Lions, and the Colts are just a well-oiled machine that keep getting better as the season rolls along.
1: Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you.
0: I need to find out what this is. All right, so why, why, while you <laughs> find out what it is, why don't you tell me what the next game was, and I'll just you know spew some random knowledge that no one needs to know.
1: Oh, oh no, no, that's not what he called them, dude. It's not journeyman. It's something in the UFC in the rankings, like. A placeholder, they call them that all the time. Like, jer- I don't want to say journeyman. All right, I'll move on. But that's what the Indianapolis Colts, that's what the Bears are. That's what the... The other
0: one. You can't even say the Steelers are that. they're No, not the Steelers. Not, not
1: the Steelers. The Colts. The the uh, the Bears. What was the other team you just said? There's three of them. I said the Steelers. Oh no, I disagreed with that. But the Colts and the well, Bears.
0: I was I was talking about Sam Darnold's landing spots. I wasn't talking about yes. the Steelers as a medium. Sam Darnold team. either
1: playing Pittsburgh, or Indianapolis. I can't think of the name. I'm sorry, I got so distracted. But long story short, God, get this guy off
0: my screen.
1: <laughs> the Bears are not really good, and neither neither are the Colts. Next game only reason I didn't want to start this without you is because I wanted to chime in Vikings Packers. I'm pissed off because it was the only team that lost yeah, in my can't well, lose parlay yeah. of the week, which I think we should start giving out our picks. if people. I need.
0: think we should also stop calling it the can't lose parlay. It loses <laughs> because every, we week. Lose every week.
1: <laughs> it loses every week. <laughs> every week. The fact that the Packers were the one favorite in this that like, should have won and they lost like Peter and I both bet the Steelers, which we knew was going to hit at plus Got, from
0: like, lo- from like last week. I was like, yep, Steelers win winning this oh, one. Yeah. No, I, no. I'm
1: not even high on Baltimore at all. So the fact that the Packers really blew this at home is ridiculous. Shout out to Alvin Cook because he actually had a monster game. I do want to cook
0: that. is a straight monster
1: and shout out to the Vikings for giving us Jeff fans a little more of a boost in the Trevor Lawrence ranking. Shout out. Pop Andrew, Sani. ask him what he thinks about, um, I hear he already left the room. Oh, uh, I was gonna, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, shout out
0: Papa Anderson. We're gonna get him on the show one day. As yeah, a sit that's down our guest. special
1: guest coming soon. But all I gotta say is the Packers really fucked me. They're still a good team. I just think they're due for a loss. And the Vikings aren't as bad again, just like Atlanta, as everyone thinks they are. They're just a Kirk uh, one piece away from getting rid of Kirk Cousins. I think.
0: I think this goes back to what we said last week, when Aaron Rodgers doesn't really play that great the Packers don't play that great and not to you know, not to knock on him. He actually had good stats and everything like that. But if you look his first half, I'm pretty sure he was, if I'm, if I'm being crazy right now I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure he was 11 of 12 for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know what I mean? Like 11 completions, 92 yards, like the Minnesota, Minnesota did a great, they have done a pretty decent job with such a young secondary this season, like, what are they, what are they, are they two and six or two Two and five. five, two and five, two and five. They they're better than two and five, not by much. I'd say probably like three and four, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're a little bit better than their record. And they're, they're like their defensive play has something to do with that. But that being said, on the offensive side of the ball, I hate Kirk Cousins, man. I I really do. I think he is the lamest quarterback, probably the lamest person in the NFL. He looks like the type of guy that like on an off day, instead of like going out to the club, he's like a Bible study or something. There's nothing wrong with that, but like just live a little every once in a while. Guy never throws the ball to my man, Adam Thielen. I'm sick right now. But no, Dal- Dalvin Cook is a straight monster, and he was paid like an elite running back, and he's finally healthy enough to be an elite running back, which is nice yeah. to see. Um, I wish that they were a little bit more complete. If this was like Minnesota two years ago and Dalvin Cook was healthy and running like this, Minnesota would have won the Super Bowl straight up. But um, true. Um, on the Packers' side of the ball, that's an ugly loss, man. At home, too, just straight ugly. Um, literally... Another thing that I said last week, or that we said, I don't remember who said it, but when, you know what I mean? It's, it's Aaron Rodgers or nothing. Who did they turn to? Who is their their top playmaker? It's Aaron Rodgers. It's literally like, all right, Aaron, well, we're down 28 to 14 because our defense can't stop a nosebleed. So why don't you try and get us back into this game every time? And he all, basically almost every time succeeds. This team would be bottom of the barrel in the NFC if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree.
1: I do think they have playmakers, though, to be fair. But I think without Aaron Rodgers, they're not playmakers. That's what I will say. Like, that's, like That's all, That's what I was trying to get at. I think Devontae Adams. You I was gonna, that's a, he's he'd, a he'd be monster. a playmaker. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, bro, watching him play today. like it, He's so good, though, bro. Like His route running is impeccable. Oh, no, I was talking about Aaron Rodgers, but so, same with Devontae Adams. but. Aaron Rodgers is so good. Like, he literally just throws it. It'll be like third and 15. And then you're like, no way he catches this ball. And then (laughs) he just lands perfectly in the hands of whatever receiver he targets. And I'm just like, wow. Like, Rodgers is really good, but um, it is a tough loss for them. And you're right. Since he didn't show, they didn't show. You said that, by the way. That was you last week. So, um, shout out, Minnesota, for making my life a little bit easier. And then, Tank for making
0: our can't miss parlay um, miss.
1: Fuck you guys for. Breaking our (laughs) portlet. All right. Main event time. (laughs) Cheats, Chiefs, Jets. The New York Jets start 0-8 for the second time in franchise history. The last time was in 1996. Ironically, we just talked about 1996 when the New York Jets were supposed to draft Peyton Manning. And then he said, oh, no, I'm going to back to Tennessee, boys. And I'm going to play quarterback there for one more year.
0: I thought you said "I thought you said for a second I'm going back to Hennessy. Yeah, that too. He's like, fuck yeah, that. Because we <laughs> we're straight off the Zoinkies <laughs> like and we were drinking all weekend. So, you know. yeah, Shout out Hennessy.
1: Sponsor <laughs> us if you're listening. But look. But look which is a great segue to our break that's coming up very shortly. But listen, Peter, <laughs> yo, let me start this off by saying shout-out Joe Douglas for not taking any time to. as soon as Avery Williamson gets in the locker room pulling a Billy Bean and saying, we're going to ship you to Pittsburgh. I mean, I love it. Okay, first it's McClendon, and then you're getting – like this team is so dead right now, I, I don't even have words to describe it. They're letting – Players go left and right, all right? Adam Gase is still the coach of this team. Sam Darnold has thrown less touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes did in this entire game. Mahomes threw five, Sam Darnold thrown three. The Jets organization in the first – I mean franchise in the first four – hold on one second. Let me – I was just there. I almost had it. Mahomes oh, threw man. five, Darnold thrown three the whole season, and the Jets organization in this 2020 season has thrown a total of four touchdowns, which means that Mahomes – threw more touchdowns in one game than anyone on the Jets offense has done.
0: That it sounds right on par with Owen sixteen. If you ask, me.
1: if you ask me, I mean that's worse than our can't lose parlay yeah. records. That's on par with what? better. It's gonna get better. Stop that. <laughs> we can't miss. I know you're gonna go in, and I shout out the Rams. I'm not
0: really gonna me. go in. I'm sick of this team. I'm sick of this so team. I will I'm sick say of wasting this. my breath on this team again.
1: I will say this about the New York Jets. First of all, I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. And now I'm done talking. The Hawks. To no, 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 no. I said – oh, you're saying Seattle? Yeah. I, I'm saying Kansas City. That's my pick. Now well, we're going around. to have these out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out the Chiefs. First of all, to be fair, the Jets didn't look that bad starting off this game like you mentioned before. They just can't finish. They they can't execute. They they that's, they that's... only
0: play one half of football.
1: Yeah, they're very good.
0: like like takes like a smoke break for the entire second half. He actually Even...
1: looks like a better play caller than Gase. Well, now, which in, is only positive.
0: in the first half of the game only so the far. Half. But What is Gase doing on the sidelines? He's just chewing his gum and sniffing his smell and salt. I don't know what he's doing over there. But I'm not going gonna... to – we can't too get too mad Gase anymore. Right we can't get mad anymore. We really can't because what else are we going to expect, dude? Like- the Patriots, a perfect game for the Patriots next week, which we'll get into soon because anytime a team needs to bounce back,
1: they play the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then they just go off. I want to say so true. this real quick, and I'll let you go in. Go for I, I am going to bring up some positives. Like we talked about it in the Trevor Lawrence thing earlier, that there is a bright future for them if they play this the right way. But let's talk about what I can guarantee because I don't know if Trevor's going to go there. But – um. Ton of draft picks, like I said, and the picks that uh Joe Douglas made are actually looking pretty good. Like Denzel Mims yeah. is an actual very good wide receiver, and I think, um, I think he'll I like have a great future. I well. like P Ryan too, they're just not getting him involved the way they should be, which is okay because he's going to be here for a couple of years. I really like there's no out Matt who three weeks ago told me that he sucks. And yeah, no, you him. proved me wrong about that. I, I after the game last week, I, he proved me wrong. I'm not even going to get into Beckton, he's probably the best uh tackle in the whole draft class. Shout out Joe yeah. Douglas for that. And then, um, I mean, Bryce Hall hasn't really played a lot. Uh, Ashton Davis has hit hard, but I haven't really seen him play either. But Quinn Williams really had a bounce-back season this year, and he's really been the Jets' star since Jamal Adams got shipped off. So I'm not going to lie to you. With those new kids, Quinn Williams and all these picks, the Jets do actually have a bright future. I can't guarantee the Trevor Trevor Lawrence thing, but um, uh, it's not really horrible. You know, the best thing for them is to lose.
0: Yeah. What I really want to say about this is just real quick. Like, like I said, I'm not gonna get angry about this team because first off, they played Patrick Mahomes in the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, so everyone knew that they were gonna lose. There's, a, you know what I'm saying? It gets frustrating to the point where it's like, wow. Like, you go into halftime, they should it should have been 21 to 12, but the field goal got blocked. Shout out Sergio Castillo. He's actually like the Chiefs a monster. Covered the first but, half yeah. with
1: that missed field goal. But
0: but if you think about it, like, say they hit that field goal, bro, 21 to 12 considering how bad the jets are and considering how good the chiefs are like, that's very extremely respectable. A lot of better teams than the jets probably would have done worse in that situation. No, so yeah. that's a positive. I think Quinton William, Quinton Williams has had three straight monster games. Um I dude, He's I a D hope, tackle and He's all over the I field. Hope. Like that's yeah, impressive. Dude, it's crazy. I, you know what? I, um, I was listening to a radio show that will remain nameless because I reference them too much now. But I'm like, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, but he brought up a good point. He said at some point, even though Joe Douglas seems like he wants to rid this organization of everything that Mike McKagan stood for, which rightfully so, this is his. Yeah, organization. Do if he plays out his contract, he'll be here for six years and it will be his organization. But Quinn and Williams. Is, is that how long
1: we have Douglas for six?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. So, But Quinn Williams was from the McCagnon regime, um, obviously from last year and stuff like that. But you have to build around good, young defensive pieces. You can't get rid of someone like Quinton Williams right now. Quinton Williams is hot right now, and he's proven he has grown immensely. Oh, yeah. 100%. From year one to year two. And you get to, like, you know what? If he was still playing right now like he was in year one, I'd say, you know what? Yeah, it's already time to move on but it's not the case. He he could possibly be, I'm not going to say elite. He could definitely be a pro bowl, maybe all pro defensive tackle one of these days very soon. So especially if he has a a good supporting cast around him, he's doing all this with no supporting cast. And honestly, shout out. Like I said, we've said this before that the jets draft terribly, but they somehow find good undrafted free agents. I know. Bryce Huff and John Franklin Myers are mainstays on this defensive line. I don't care if it's them starting or them rotations in the future, but John Franklin Myers is legit, and so is Bryce Huff. He has the fourth most pressures of any rookie defensive lineman, and he's played about a third of the defensive snaps. So think about how crazy that is. No, yeah, I think uh, – they, they the Jets, there are some positives here. There so. are. And um, on the chief side of the ball, there was, to me, honestly – Everyone says, oh, 35. nine no, should have been 53 to nine. Listen, 35 points is more than enough. The Chiefs weren't even trying today. Patrick Holmes went out there. He was zinging lasers all over the field. Travis Kelsey was fixing his hair with moose on the sideline in the second quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was easy. It was easy. It was business as usual for the Chiefs. Business as usual for the Jets being terrible. What else are we going to say about this game? You're right. Let's move on <laughs> um, to a time in Miami as the Rams lost. This Tua two did absolutely nothing in this game. I don't want to hear two time. 92 yards. That shit was. 92 hilarious. yards and a touchdown. The the defense Miami
1: mind. did has won three straight games by 10 points for the first time since 2014. They move on to four and three and the Rams are now five and three. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm my only thing that I'm going to comment on this is uh, Tua again, you and I don't think you are either. I don't think
0: you are. I'm not high on Tua.
1: Not high on Tua either. You said the best point ever. You don't like lefty quarterbacks. Neither do I. I don't, it just doesn't work. I don't know what it is. I just don't like lefty quarterbacks. So I don't really have much to say, but I'm going to be honest with you. I First of all, I don't think he should be playing right now. I think Fitzpatrick should be playing. But the Dolphins, and we've both said Brian Flores is a great head coach, they just need time. Right now, they're yeah. playing. the fact that they're playing well is impressive now, but I think in a couple years, they're going to have a very good team. Not saying that they're bad now, but Mm -hmm. they're just playing a play
0: right now. They're not a real competitor. And they're playing very well, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The defense destroyed, like, I feel bad for Jared Goff. He got physically abused today. Like he got abused. And like, I don't know if anyone saw that fumble recovery for a touchdown that Miami had. He got like straight JBL clothesline from hell. Like he got his shit ruined. And you know what I'm saying? Just shout out Miami. They're playing. They're playing with confidence. And it's so nice to see a young team that doesn't really have that much talent play with confidence because look at how good a team could be. If they're coached. Well, there's, there's a good culture and you play with confidence. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Look at that. That's all I'm going to say on the Ram side of the ball. That's a terrible loss. Mm -hmm, The Rams are riding high the last few weeks. And these are games that you can't, if you're a contender, in the NFC West, you, can't you lose. cannot lose games like this. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this this just proves to me that they're nothing more than a wild card team.
1: I agree. I put them in the same thing as the the 49ers, but I'll get into that in a little bit later. You're right, Peter. That's
0: really all I have to say about that, yeah, obviously. Well,
1: I agree. And said it best, as always, uh, we'll move on with the Saints game, Saints-Bears. Uh, the I Saints were a
0: pretty good game, dude. Saints- I, 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 I watched this game. It was pretty good.
1: It was good. Will Lutz had the game-winning 35-yard field goal in overtime. Bless my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> I don't really have much to say. Drew Brees is like Drew Brees, and still, like, not yeah. not not good. I mean, he's like 50 50 when now nah, Drew
0: Brees actually looked. Um, you know, it was so funny how I was, dude, I literally have the reverse curse on every single person <laughs> ever. I said it last week at Baker. I told my dad, I was like, Yeah, I, I think that this is it for Baker throws five touchdowns today. I go, Is it I for Drew? I, I said, This might be it for Drew because all he does throw check downs. He threw a freaking laser over the middle of the field, to Jared cook in the end zone. Like yeah. it went like 200 miles per hour. My dad was like, that's why Drew's the best quarterback of all time. And I was like, <laughs> all right, dad, relax. But um, no, like again, I, we keep saying business as usual and all that kind of stuff, but the bears the Bears kind of hang with good teams. And I don't like it against, at all. And they suck like against all. bad teams. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Nick Foles is awful. I don't care what anyone says. You could bring up any statistic you want. If it's not playoff time, Nick Foles sucks.
1: Yeah, you're right. People no. <laughs> love talking about Tom Brady in those checkdowns. That's all he does. He prays those prayers up to Allen Robinson. And then what's the running back on that team's name? Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery dumps it off to the side, let him run. So that's the Bears' whole offense. They, they do – I'm not going to lie to you. We just said before when we compare them to the Colts that they're not a good team, even though they'll make the playoffs probably. But the Bears'
0: defense has been strong for the last four years. Can I give you an impromptu biggest L of the week right here? Go ahead. I'm going to give it to Javon Wims, the wide receiver on Chicago, because he straight-up punched, oh, punched yeah, Quincy up. Gardner-Johnson in the helmet yeah, that was three times. What damage are you gonna do? You know what's so funny when you punch someone's helmet. You could tell that he was frustrated that like the shot
1: didn't go through the first time. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> if you watch the video, it's just hilarious because like he catches him clean with the first one. Like that was a nice like right hook, but like yeah. dude, it's an NFL helmet. What damage are you, bro? That yeah, stop a bullet. That. Like, yeah. well, he used his 1920s <laughs> leather helmet. But you know what I mean? Like that thing could stop a bullet. What are you doing? That's just stupidity. But yeah, you're right. I just thought I, that's an impromptu biggest hell of the week, Javon Wims, That was ridiculous. But um, the the Saints looked really good. Their pass rush looked really good. Alvin Kamara looked so fast in this game he's
1: proven me wrong i thought he was gonna be a bust this year he's done tremendous so shout out he's still
0: a little hot and cold if you think about it like there's some weeks where he's like wow like that's alvin kamara two years ago and then it's like oh that wasn't really that great that was kamara last year (laughs) yeah this 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 game proved that he he's good is fully healthy he is playing at the top of his game it's like a quicker zeke so fast like everyone says like oh yeah like alvin Kamara is like great but like he's only a good receiving back that's not true today he ran all over the bears and the bears have a pretty decent front seven so um it looks like the saint the saints i think won what is this three four straight games um they're only getting stronger and this is drew Brees' last super bowl push i'm like convinced so um, if they keep getting stronger and they keep playing the same way, watch out for the saints as a dark horse in the NFC. I,
1: I just want to say one thing about the saints before we move on. Then um, this is the most heartbreaking because it was my first pick in, in fantasy for the last two years. Mike Thomas, not overall, relax. Everyone. I had the six pick back to back years or seventh. I don't remember. Make it could be easy. Everyone. Yeah. Relax boys. But. I don't know if they're going to trade him. I don't know what's going on with him. He, there's like issues with him in the locker room. I've heard. There's issues with him with injuries. They're winning without him. So whatever, they got to figure out that Mike Thomas situation because I don't know if he's a canter in the locker room. I don't know what's going on, but it's just not working out there. So either figure it out or ship him. That's just my opinion on the whole Mike Thomas situation. I thought he was best receiver in football. I genuinely – people give me that shit for that all the time. Soft. I think he's the best receiver in football. I really do. He's not the quickest. He's not the most athletic. He's never been. the strongest either. Not the strongest. He just has the best hands in football, though. He just does. So figure it out over there. All right. And let me know so I can I like ship that. him off or not. I like that a lot. Um. Oh. <laughs> so Seattle, San Fran. Yeah, I threw my mortgage on it. <laughs> I hate the 49ers. So, like, I hammered Seattle this game. I just can't bet against Russell Wilson. That's what EK
0: Metcalf is the second coming of Calvin Johnson. Fight me on it. Fight me. Someone fight me on this, please. I
1: hear you, but I think Russell Wilson makes him who he is. It's my opinion.
0: I think that he could look like this with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. I disagree. I, I think, I think that's you know just, what and you know what players the players funny players. part is you think that but until he joins another team he won't know this is all we have so if we're going off of all we have regardless he, he's the coming second coming of, of, of Megatron I agree absolutely um Seattle's defense just let the forty. You know they let Nick Mullins throw for like five billion yards in the fourth quarter I mean, it was mostly garbage time at that point. Before,
1: yeah, I was they gonna say the close. defense was good before garbage time. The C- Seattle showed up tonight. Yeah,
0: they made it close. I'm
1: and the Niners know how to move, they move they the off. chains. Like, yeah, yeah you've been saying Jimmy G um, is a game manager, which he clearly is, and um, he's not good. But the Niners always know how, know how, how to, to get first downs. What all those? What all those jet sweeps that they always run, and like all the running backs always get these ten yard gains, and Jimmy G always figures something out. Like, yeah, the Niners do know how. Ha- I think they have a pretty sound offense. So the fact, and Seattle is a pretty shitty defense. So the fact that they've, they did that tonight. Cause they wouldn't have won if the defense wasn't like that. That's just my opinion. Seattle's good. I think I said, someone asked me two Super Bowl picks and I said, Seattle and Kansas city. My biggest concern with Seattle is the defense. Also, I hate bringing them up because it's like, whatever, but Let me ask you a question. Let me pose you this
0: question. I already know who
1: this is about. Did the Jets not win that trade against the Seahawks because Jamal Adams has played two games the entire season?
0: I, I agree 100%. I think they win it. I thought they win it, even if he was playing all pro saying, level.
1: Though, right let's now, add that into the mix, though. You
0: get you get two first-round picks for a safety, that's a win for and They
1: played Atlanta, and he played He played tremendous. And there was another game that he played in, I don't remember, the other time. All right,
0: well, there. you know what? That was like nine years ago, so that's get what I'm back saying, on though. the field, Jamal. I'm not saying you Stop smoking bad. your blunts in your living room. Yeah, we know with what your you're up your super short but. shorts on. Yeah,
1: and your helmet <laughs> in your house, you fucking moron. I hate you. I actually despise you. All right,
0: let's just – before we – to devolve into this <laughs>
1: no my, but all jokes aside I, I mean it's a love-hate relationship with Jamal he left my favorite football team but where is he though seriously he, he, he I mean and he is the defense you saw what he did for the Jets last year so what could he do with Seattle I yeah. mean that is a big piece that they've been missing and you know what they somehow keep winning because of Russell Wilson but I don't know they got to figure it out that Russell Wilson's 14 and 4 against the Niners in his career by the way that's including insane the playoffs. that's insane if You don't have anything, we'll move on, but we can move on, sir. All right, uh, two more before the game that just finished. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, Denver. Next, World. all right,
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it.
1: All right, oh, yeah, you, yeah, I'll just preface this by saying Peter had <laughs> the Chargers in a parlay. <laughs> oh man, that was the only one that didn't hit. The, yeah, the, the, and they the lost with one.
0: one second left, and they lost by. An extra point.
1: Again, we're on this episode. Is teams that are not bad but not good. The Broncos are that team. I don't yeah. care.
0: And you know what, Herbert? Honestly, if my heart says Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert is the rookie of the year. No, nah, he's, he's great. He's great. He is, dude. He is definitely not the like. They have the future. There's no doubt about it. They just can't hold on. They they They're just Atlanta. give up wins all day long. They could easily be a one-loss team right now if they just held on to a lead. But Denver is just that, like, weird uncle that, like, always comes back at, like, a cookout or something like that from, like, five years away from, like, doing some shady acti- activity. And he comes and he cooks you in any sporting event at that cookout. Yeah. Yeah. That is Denver because it's like they'd come around every so often. You're like, that was a oh,
1: all right. Analogy right
0: there. Yeah, that was pretty good, right? That was good. That was straight off the that was off the dome you know, too. Denver off the Zoinkes. Off the too. <laughs> but um But you know what I mean? It's just like like dude, it, this to me felt like when they beat the Patriots, because it was like there's no shot that they're going in there and beating the Patriots. And what did they do? They beat the Patriots on six field goals. You know what I mean? It's like today, what do they do? Like KJ Hamler, like a second round pick from Penn State, caught like a ridiculous back heel, like toe tap, gorgeous touchdown yeah. to break my entire heart. But that's why hey. I said Denver's that weird uncle that's not really in the picture, but kind of hangs around every once in a while. Shout
1: out the way the Jets played them on Thursday
0: Night Football. And keep moving on. And, uh, <laughs> And I don't know. LA definitely has the future with Justin Herbert, but if they could figure out how to hold on to a lead every once in a while, that's also the third time this year they, that they've screwed me. If you think about it, I bet them, they were three twenty-five underdogs against Tampa. They were up 21, seven. They lost. Then they were up by, I think two touchdowns against oh, the saints. Week? They lost in overtime
1: who did they played last
0: week too. I don't know. I didn't bet them. They, I don't they remember. Blew, they blew the but, lead last week too, but, and then this week. So that's three times. I don't know when I'll learn. In my can't miss parlay, um, maybe I should stop using the Cowboys and I should stop using the <laughs> freaking Chargers. Yeah, we could move on because I'm just getting sad.
1: Um, well, <laughs> on to positive notes. Even though it didn't hit the parlay, we did predict this game. It, uh, and I really want to talk about it. It was a great game. Uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. The Steelers ended up winning 28-24 20, They go on seven and zero, and they're this they're seven and zero for the first the second time in team history. The first time was in nineteen seventy eight, and I don't know if that was Terry Bradshaw, but I would assume it, it is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, all I gotta say is I'm not high on Baltimore, which is the reason why I picked Pittsburgh. Neither am I. I don't I. think Lamar could throw the ball, and he proved my point. I knew that I I'd, I'd rather bet on a defense to win over an offense that's overhyped. That was just my opinion. And I just think Pittsburgh's Balt- – I'm going to give you a Colin Coward analogy. Baltimore is the new flashy. You go to the club, New York City, Lamar Jackson. You know, Colin Coward, ooh, Lamar Jackson City. You know you know what I'm saying? They're the, the flashy yeah. team. Pittsburgh's like ground you up like gritty. We'll beat you. And we've been doing this 30 times longer than you, Baltimore, and you're in our division yeah. and we'll still slap you in the face. Like that's just what I got from this game. And the Steelers are legit. They've proved this wrong. Yeah. I think Ben sucks, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's good. I just think the defense is extremely talented, and they yeah. have an insanely good receiving core. So that's that's Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. I think that Lamar Jackson – I'm not saying that Lamar Jackson isn't an MVP caliber player, but we're not seeing the same Lamar Jackson from his MVP season last year. At in in the slightest, like we're not even seeing like half of what he was. I don't know what it, what, what's going on. I you know what for Pittsburgh, it's this is just like status quo. Like yeah, we're just not going to talk at all. We're just going to keep winning. You know what I'm saying? Fly under the radar. Let you think about the Chiefs being you know back to back Super Bowl champions. You know all that kind of stuff. And they might just fly, you know they are they are the dark horse in the AFC. Like they are literally that team that could beat could beat the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? Could beat, um, you know what I'm saying? Could beat the Titans, could beat the Colts, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know, like all those all those decent teams Hopefully, in the yeah. AFC, and you know what I'm saying? They they could just come swoop up, not say a word, and beat you. I just think Tomlin and
1: the, the culture is so used to that. Even last year, you go eight and eight, they had a really they had a good team. The only problem was Ben was out,
0: you know? Yeah, exactly. So, it's so exciting. Like, from, no,
1: actually, I really do like them. I, I really do.
0: It's exci- It's an exciting prospect because say Pittsburgh goes 14-2 and two this year, you know what I'm saying? And you say the Chiefs go 14-2 and two or 15-1, 13-3, whatever. That's setting up for a really nice AFC championship game.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think, think it's, like,
0: it's an exciting prospect because I don't really see anything from Baltimore that I like on the offensive side of the ball.
1: No, yeah. same. That's what I was going to say. I'm not. Yeah.
0: Sold on Baltimore. And people call
1: me crazy. I just, I don't like Lamar like that. Like, I try, I'd rather take, uh, I mean, this is clear, but I'd ra- I'm not a genius saying this, but I'd, I'd always would rather Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes throw in, in that fourth quarter. I don't trust Lamar Jackson. I think his ability to run is extremely, te- like, amazing. Yeah. Because the, you said that point about Josh Allen. What's times that by two with Lamar? Like, you even see when they, because John Harbaugh loves those read, not even read option, but those option plays where, like, the wide yep. receiver runs in the background. RP, the tight, oh, yeah. yeah, the tight end's up front, and then the Damn. running back's behind him, and Lamar could either go this way, this way, this way, this way. That, I think, is what makes Lamar compete Scary. in the league. Yeah. Because people, you can't QB contain him because you can just hand the ball off. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I, that's what makes him good. But in terms of throwing the ball, I don't like it. Um. That's all I got, though. And then the last game was really uh, Dallas and Philly, which just ended. I'm, um,
0: we'll be quick. The Eagles 1239 three nine and this is the greatest division in football. You know why? It's the most intriguing. It's the, literally this is front page news all the time. Everyone says that it's a horrible division and it is, but it's the most entertaining division in football. Yeah, it's because a team with one win is only two games out of first place. Isn't that some shit right there? Like week eight, by the way. So By the way, it's so funny because the if the Jets were in the NFC, they could literally have zero wins and not be eliminated from playoff contention right now. The game's out. Yeah. That's that crazy. They're only three games out. This was just one of the ugliest games like ever played. I mean, you got, I bet you if the jets
1: were in the NFCs. So they would have made the playoffs last year
0: and this year. That, par- I, I really believe that. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. Now that you are mentioning it, definitely <laughs> last <year>. yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, um, getting into the game, like, you know, when's you know, there's, I don't want to say, sucks. I, dude, I can't, you, we can't keep making excuses for him, bro. Like, like, yes, you still don't have all your weapons, but like, what have we said this entire time? If you're truly elite, which I do believe yeah, that yeah. he can be elite because you know what, like you look at it like, God, Carson Wentz sucks. And then he does like a triple spinorama. Like he crack, crashes through a table, throws a left-handed bomb down the field, and it's yeah. perfect completion. You're like, all right, this guy could definitely be elite. There's something wrong with him. I think that it's going to come out at the end of the year that this guy has played injured all year. just great. because he's been being battered like all year. You know what I mean? His And also his offensive line sucks. You know what I'm saying? There's only one starter from last year. That's No, right I know everyone I, else is injured. I'm going to you say know, this episode. You're right. He probably is playing injured. There's, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems in Philly. And I still will say, you know, for the rest of the season that Philly is the team to beat only because, you know, obviously like Dak is out. Andy Dalton was not what we thought he was and he's probably going to be out. And, you know, Ben DiNucci a seventh round guy from an FCS team. You know what I'm saying? James Madison yeah, and stuff fun. like that. So, you know, well, what else can you expect? This was an ugly game. I think it should have been a lot it should have been a lot further apart than it was. What was it? Twenty-three to nine? Yes. The Cowboys really it should, sucked. It but... should have been like 43 to 9. Like oh what?
1: I do want to mention that I had a nice little play here. Okay. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Michael Gallup over twenty three and a half yards was an absolute lock. I hammered it because he had no receptions last game and then everyone's really like how many, how many, how many yards did he have? I think I know he had over 50 because when I, checked, 24. I, was, <laughs> I got the job done, but I know, I think it was over 50. I, I, it was funny because they literally would just pass him screen passes and he would just get me
0: the money. It's what it was. He would, he run. would, just, get me <laughs> he would just run, but, but yeah, there was nothing that you could expect from a Ben DiNucci led, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the guy can't play. You know what? Ben DiNucci might wind up being the greatest quarterback, whoever lived in football. Guys, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, we right. don't know, but, For his first start, you throw him in there against a a division rival, Sunday night football, seventh-round pick from a Division One B team. What do you expect? Uh, I think that the Eagles should have done much better than they did. I think that the right outcome happened, but it was pretty damn ugly. I want to say one last thing about the Eagles,
1: and then I'm done. Um, Carson Wentz is probably the unluckiest football player in the history of football. (laughs) The fact that this dude led the Eagles to the year they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, like a 14-2 and two season, gets hurt, and then has Nick Foles win the Super Bowl for them, and then they build a statue for that quarterback. And then next year, Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback. Like, you can't hate your life more. I'm sorry. Like, I feel for Carson Wentz. I wanted to succeed because he's had nothing but a shitty end of the stick in his entire career yeah. in football.
0: And he's good. He's just, like, not good. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. That wraps up our quite lengthy but very entertaining – NFL recap right there. I think that that was class. Um, I'm going to put an audible right here, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say we take our break right now.
1: Yes, sir. And we'll be right back once um, we decide to come back.
0: Yeah. So just stick around and wait. Coming up the second half with a new segment here. Matt, I don't even know what to call this. What are we calling it here? Well, I don't know. You just put me on the spot, but I just see. I don't even know you dude. cooked
1: up. So I think three, two, one should be
0: the name of this. Segment. Three, two, one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so basically what it is, is we're picking um, a three point game from the. Week. So this is like. So what we're going to do is we're going to predict for week nine of the NFL. We're going to take three games each. And um, one of them is going to be a three point play. That's really the more unlikely game, the more unlikely outcome. You know what I mean? The two yeah. point play is kind of anything. And then the one point play is something that obviously is going to hit. So what we're going to do is like, we'll, we'll keep you updated through Instagram of like our uh, records and how many points we have, all that kind of stuff for the rest of the season. So we're going to see how it goes. Um, it's, it's pretty short and sweet. We don't really have to give too much about it, but uh, Matt, if you want to start with your three point play for the week, I'm down. Um. Okay. Um.
1: I thought we were starting off with the one point, but the three. If you I want guess,
0: to go one, that's fine. Let's go one first. All right.
1: So I'm sorry, just to be clear, because now I'm all over the place. The one point play is our easy is what is a lock is what we have a lock. Yes. All right. Yes. So I'll start off with my one point play. I'm sorry. Reason into this, boys. You might have the same one as me. Monday Night Football in East East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Patriots will take on the New York Jets. I am locking the Patriots at whatever spread or just in general to win outright. Every time a team needs a bounce back win, the perfect team to play is not only, but the only team is the New York Jets. The Patriots will win this by like 45. Bill Belichick is desperate for a win. And they're still a solid football team despite losing a bunch of games. The Jets are absolutely awful, and they always lose to the Pats. So... I have New England destroying the Jets in okay. their hometown.
0: That's my hometown. okay. I have something similar. It's not the same game. I'm taking as my lock the Packers over the 49ers on Thursday Night Football.
1: East. That's a one point play. I'm interested to see because that is
0: a- that is my one point play only because I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is furious. Danica Patrick is not liking the fact that they keep losing, <laughs> so a, he's going to have to do reason. something. He is going to have to do something, and he is going to beat up. He's it's out for revenge first off because they got embarrassed. In the NFC Championship game. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is petty like that. And I know that he's going to to kick the crap true. out of the 49ers. So that is my luck for the one point play is the Packers over the 49ers. For I, 49ers.
1: I like that pick. I think the Packers win the game. The only thing is I, the Niners are good. Like people forget that. Yeah, I do, fuck it's them. Kind of, all right. <laughs> Let's ride. Um, Two point or three point. We'll go two point. We're going to Yeah. Right. Two
0: point is just kind of like any game that you want that kind of like intrigues you a little bit.
1: All right, I'm going Seattle versus Buffalo. Um, I'm taking Seattle. Okay. Away. Um, I don't think the the Bills. Seattle's too good. It's
0: really really just comes down to that. Like I like that. That's a solid game to pick off of too. That that was ballsy of you. There's a lot of good good matchups. That's that's a solid. You're one You're gonna to go be off. surprised when you hear my
1: three point play, but I'm really confident that Seattle wins this game um
0: buffalo's defense isn't as
1: good as it was last year in my opinion true. and, and hopefully jamal adams does come back to play this game for seattle and they're just rolling right now that no one can stop russell wilson it's his world and we're living in it so i have seattle even though buffalo is good they might give you some good odds on seattle this week just because of buffalo is good but don't let that fool you the seahawks are much better than buffalo
0: yes absolutely my two-point play this week i'm going straight prime time bro sunday night football the saints are going to beat the buccaneers
1: Wow, that's ballsy too. In their hometown, in Tampa.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you why. Because the Saints are just getting hot. They're getting hot and they're getting hot. I don't know. We haven't seen Tampa play this week yet. But as I've said before, I mean, Brady's been on a hot streak. But he's so hot and cold this this year. And for some reason, on primetime this year, he has not looked good. He was on primetime week one against the Saints. He didn't look good. And he was primetime against chicago and he didn't look good either so i don't know maybe brady's got those butterflies man you know what i'm saying but i'm going for my two-point play is the saints over the bucks sunday night football
1: like that pick a lot peter and i'm very excited to talk about this i had a runner up here but i'm just gonna not even do that cut the bullshit i'm giving you my three-point play right now i got the chargers beating the las vegas raiders at home okay okay Okay. I really no, this
0: week kind of sucks. Sorry to cut you off. This week kind of yeah. sucks because there's really no big underdogs in any of these games this week, if you think about it.
1: Well, I I I I think the Chargers would be the underdog in this. This is why no, I, I, I'm I agree. Them.
0: Oh yes, yes, definitely.
1: I think you're right though. There's a lot of kind of toss-ups uh, good here. Good
0: games, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The records are all about the same in everyone. Like yeah. look at that. They got dolphins in Arizona. Yeah, the Titans and the Bears. Like a lot of yeah, you got like, the Vikings, yeah. Lions. A lot of the same records are playing each other. But I am taking the Chargers here and I just think um they're due for a win. They've lost too much. And people are gonna give them a huge like in terms of the odds and everything, they're gonna be a huge underdog just because the Raiders are obviously the better team. But let's not forget that the Chargers haven't put enough points with Herbert. They are home. I just really like that game if they are the underdogs. So. I
0: think that's a, that is a solid pick, and I will tell you mine right now, okay? 1 o'clock, the Indianapolis Colts oh my God, that will was beat my, that was my the Baltimore Ravens. This is why
1: we're the best show in the world, because I literally said the Colts are going to beat Baltimore.
0: That is my three-point play. The Thank Colts you. will beat the Ravens. The Ravens are reeling right now. Something is wrong with Lamar Jackson, and the Colts' defense is, I think, across the board right now, besides for maybe sacks, stuff like that, is pretty much number one. So everyone's thinking going in, oh, the Ravens are number one defense, Ravens number one offense. That is not the case. The Colts are playing really good football right now. We talked about it before. The Ravens are kind of iffy. I'm not really sold on anything. And they just played a team very much like the Colts in the Steelers. And they got the crap. Not They didn't get the crap, crap kicked out of them, but like. That's the type of game that's very gritty, and you're not going to get blown out. There's not going to be a blowout on either side. And that's what I feel like is the same thing with the Colts. The Colts are very gritty. They're not going to get blown out, and you're, they're not going to blow you out. So that is definitely my three-point play for this week.
1: I'm sneezing over here. I'm so sorry, but I 100% agree with um, that pick. Like, I I had that. That was the runner-up that I had. And the Colts are home in the Guzol Stadium. I don't see any way that they lose because they're riding high. Ravens are riding low. Three-point plays. Take them right now. When they all hit, call us up. Give us a percentage of your winnings and tell me.
0: Those can't-miss parlays, baby.
1: We are the greatest sports podcast in the world. Not according to us. Not according to Peter. Not according to me. Not according to anyone other than Johnny Sins himself.
0: So there you go.
1: Three, two, one, baby. Let's move on.
0: What a fire name. So easy
1: segment, by the way, I'm dying over here with these sneezes, but it was, I know I could hear it in your nose. If that makes any sense, whatsoever. Real quick continue, Peter, I'm going to get it out.
0: Okay. So I'm just going to say this really slow so he could sneeze, but the next category that we had, um, not really category. The next talking point we had was, I just thought it would be fun. Kind of like the halfway point, kind of sort of not really week eight of the NFL season. Who has been your biggest impact rookie so far?
1: All right, so I could take this a lot of ways. I've seen some flashes from J.K. Dobbins every now and then. Not good enough to be my rookie, but I'm saying like I've seen flashes. Clyde Edwards had two games this year that I liked. Um, I'm very disappointed in C.D. Lamb. He looks like shit. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm very disappointed in Jerry Judy. These are just people who I thought Henry Ruggs. I'm a little disappointed in. Um, I, I don't want to say Herbert because that's the obvious answer, and I think I think you said that. It's the only reason why it's in my head. Um, mm-hmm. it's tough. I. I don't know. If I had to pick one, honestly, because I, I, I didn't put much thought into this, I, I would really say it would either be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. I would give the edge to Justin Herbert. The, the reason why is because um, I, I, just similar to, like, Allen, I wasn't high, Josh Allen, I wasn't high on him coming out of college in Oregon. I watched him play in the Rose Bowl. I thought he did okay but not good enough to be an NFL quarterback. And he looks like a completely different dude than the dude that was going into the draft already. So just on that principle, I really um, am high on him. Uh, I am forgetting the other receiver too. Not not Rugs, not Judy, not CeeDee Lamb. I am so stupid I have a one fantasy team. Justin Jefferson would be my second pick. Oh, okay.
0: Um that was the easy that like that for me right off when I came up with this I was just like, yeah, Justin Jefferson. But as you know me, as you know I like to do things a little unorthodox. I actually have two picks. I
1: have a runner up too. Go ahead.
0: Um my most impactful rookie so far is Patrick Queen.
1: I didn't want to say queen. Yeah. So, yo, Peter, honestly, I'm going to quit this recording right now. Cause that was the first, as soon as you asked me that question, I was like, should I say Patrick queen? I just want to kiss you. All right. <laughs> that's Let's all just I get it out say. there, baby. No, that's a great pick, but go ahead. No.
0: Um, Patrick queen has just been all over the field for that Baltimore defense. And he's really been probably besides her Marlon Humphrey has been the most consistent defender that the Ravens have had, you know, I don't really know if he's switched from outside linebacker to play inside linebacker, but I think he should make the switch because he's just, he's such a good run defender. He could cover my God. And he's a ball Hawk, dude. I feel like every time there's a turnover, he's somewhere around that ball. Um, I just think I, he was, and you could back me up on this. You know, this is a fact. He was my defensive rookie of the year pick from the, off the rip.
1: Yeah. No, you said once they drafted him that they got the steal at 32 because off the, the teams, I'm not 32, like 30,
0: whatever they had. Yeah. I said, I it actually. straight up off the rip. I was like, Patrick Queen's going to be the defensive player of the year. Um, you know, uh, rookie obviously, but um, my runner up is Jeremy chin. Do you know how who Jeremy how Chin feel.
1: is? Yeah, I don't know how to feel. I don't, I'm kind of like indifferent
0: yeah. about that. Jeremy Chin is the Division Two safety that plays for the Carolina Panthers, who has okay. been murdering it so far. Shout out D two safeties.
1: I know Bill Belichick drafted one in the first round as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about Jeremy Chin this season though.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Chin is playing really well. He's a, another ball hawk as well. He's always around. He, you know what? Uh, you know, you know him because on Thursday Night Football, he was the one that took the fake punt for the run. Okay, that's thirty-two. Yeah, That's Jeremy Chin. Is that his number?
1: Let yeah. I me. Mean, yeah.
0: I don't know if that's true or not, but um, yeah, that's Jeremy Chin. He flies super under the radar because that defense is terrible. But he's really the only one that's been playing really well. And I, I honestly think that these defenders don't get enough. I could have picked Kenneth Murray too, the outside linebacker on on the Chargers. There's so many. There's so many people that you could choose from that aren't. I'm more of. I've noticed as this show has progressed that you take you take more appreciation towards offensive players and I take more appreciation towards defensive players, because I think in today's NFL where it's so scoring happy and everything like that, I think it's so hard to be a defensive player. Yeah, it is. I think it's so hard. So, so anyone who is making an impact on the defensive side of the ball, I'm always going to try and highlight because I'm not going to say it's easier for the offensive players, but the game is designed for offense. It's not designed for defense.
1: Yeah, I agree with both of your picks. I think you're right. And it's so weird, you said so Patrick Queen. He's played phenomenally. Um, yeah, I would just, I would, I would say it would be between those three uh, or four. It'd be Jeremy Chin, Patrick Queen, Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert. Not that Joe Burrow's not playing well, but we expected him to play well. Yeah,
0: exactly. I agree with that.
1: So I want to ask you a question because I'm at the loop. I don't know how Okuda has played this year.
0: Uh, good and bad. Mostly good.
1: The, the thing is that they always kind of develop a couple years later like look at Jalen Ramsey yeah so exactly there's
0: there's very few guys that de- that develop right out right out of the gate and you think of like Denzel Ward and stuff like that where who has only regressed since mm-hmm. you know since his fantastic rookie season so you know honestly I feel like with cornerbacks rookie cornerbacks you kind of want to see that slow progression you don't want to see them firing on all cylinders right out of the gate because then I feel like they just get worse as the career goes along instead of getting better. So Okuda's just, I mean, I don't want to say that he's been a letdown, but for like a number, what was he? Number three, right? Yeah. Or number, yeah. A number three pick. He might be a little bit of a letdown so far because the numbers aren't there, but I promise you that if numbers aren't there for cornerbacks, that's usually a good thing that that no one's even throwing the ball towards them.
1: That's true. And we also didn't talk about Chase Young, who has played a phenomenal rookie season. I
0: think Chase Young has been extremely overrated since, since, in his, I'm not saying that he's not great. I think he's going to be a top 10 defensive player in the league, and he's had a great rookie season, but everyone is hyping up his rookie season so far mm-hmm. to be absolutely phenomenal. You know what? The guy has two and a half sacks so far, so what have you done for me lately? That's true. Um. All right. Well,
1: we'll move on uh, to a little bit of UFC now. Uh, again, shout out, Peter, with the amazing uh, picks there. Thank you. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Honestly, because I just wanted to mention this. I, I actually didn't tell you this, but I wanted to talk more about boxing real quick.
0: Dude, I, <laughs> I already know what you are going to say, say but I'm going to let him. you rock, bro. Yeah.
1: I, I just, the UFC, I wanted to mention because Anderson Silva probably fought his last fight and he got knocked out by Uriah Hall. Um, there's a couple of big cards coming up. Conor McGregor is going to fight in January against Dustin Poirier. So there's some stuff to look out for. They announced last night that Israel Adesanya is fighting Juan Blankovitz for the title, which is really cool, actually. That intrigues me a lot. Yeah. So there's a couple cool things going on. But um, what I wanted to talk about was the UFC is going to obviously be the UFC. Boxing, obviously we saw last night that Javante Davis' six-round knockout was like an insanely nice uppercut. It went viral everywhere. The only thing that I really wanted to say about this was that that division is super interesting because Lomachenko just fought Tiafema Lopez. And obviously Tiafema Lopez beat the pound found pound number one fighter in the world, which is Lomachenko for all the belts now. You got Javante Davis in there. You got... Um, who is that? I can't see. Who, it says is that a Snapchat.
0: No, it it's it's an Instagram story. And It says when you run the beats and you run the streets. So it's Dwight Schrute holding Nicki Minaj's ass. <laughs> I just thought I'd show you that because I I think it's hilarious. But carry on.
1: It is actually funny. But what a great segue. <laughs> talking about grabbing ass. Okay. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, I think um, Jervonta Davis. Um, oh, yeah. I said Tank. You got Tiafema Lopez. You got Lomachenko, obviously. You got Ryan Garcia. You got Devin Haney. Boxing needs to do a better job at marketing these people. Especially Ryan Garcia. But, yeah, I, I hate him low-key.
0: Me too, but it. he's very marketable. He
1: is easily mark- marketable. And just there's too many belts like WBO, WBA, WBC, WBB, BBB, BBW. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> – there's too much like we don't know what we're fighting for. And the problem in boxing, which has been said over and over again, and I'm gonna keep it short and sweet is there's too many promotions. There's too much ego and there's too much money involved in the sport. You don't see the fights that you want to see. And if you do see them, you'll see them five years later after these people are out of their prime. So you have all these young, talented people, let them fucking fight each other. It's enough's enough. You want to take back this being the number one combat sport in the world because right now MMA is then let them fight each other. That's all I wanted to mention. Cause that knockout was insane last night. So. That's it. And we're moving on to baseball.
0: I love you. You wouldn't say nothing. You wouldn't. I actually had a question for you real quick because I really think that that fight was just purely uh, nostalgia. It wasn't really for anything crazy. (laughs) What does that win do for Uriah Hall?
1: I don't think it does anything. Yeah. I I just
0: wanted, I wanted to clarify for everyone that that win literally did nothing for Uriah Hall.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was kind of just a give me fight for Anderson Silva. Like hopefully he wins. (laughs) No, (laughs) seriously. Like, no, he's yeah. a, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Sorry, I just screamed. Yeah, you can mic. see
0: how how old he was, though.
1: He's 45 now. I think. Bro,
0: like you can just see how old. How old, old. is Anderson you know, and I mean. Silva. you know exactly what I'm talking about. 45. 45. But you know what I'm talking about, like ring wise. Like no, no, you're right. He's old. He so, looks like so old. He was once
1: one of the greatest. He still is one of the greatest to ever do yeah. it. No, I just percent agree. Time to go, bro. Time to yeah. go.
0: Father time caught up to him. Yes. Straight CM Punk. All right, yeah. moving on.
1: <laughs> I love this topic, by the way.
0: Um, So,
1: notoriously... I can't start it off like that Yeah,
0: right. I'm just going to go for it. Notoriously? <laughs> no, I was going to say yeah, notoriously, McGregor.
1: notoriously racist.
0: All right. Totally well, you can't start it off like that. He's not even notoriously racist.
1: Now, he has publicly came out and said that he doesn't like the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that.
0: Well, that's actually horrible but um like he's a very old school manager let's okay and wow we're talking white socks really that this literally really sucks because i'm gonna read what i what i wrote here and after you just said that he's not for the black lives matter movement i literally said believe it or not tony larussa getting the white socks job is good for baseball (laughs) That is so fucked up. But I know what you mean. You don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. No, in terms but, of like
1: the, the state that we're in. And actually, shout out your new rant video that's coming soon about analytics. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, you know, for anyone who's still listening at this point, shout out Uncle Michael and Chris Rubio. Um, <laughs> for real. I'm, I'm going to be um, putting out another rant video uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks about how analytics is destroying baseball. So that's all I'm really going to say on the matter. But shout I out think Kevin that, Cash
1: and Blake Snow, by the way. Uh,
0: but getting on to Tony La Russa, 76-year-old manager. Um, who's that lady who went on ESPN? <laughs> I don't know if, <laughs> who's that. Yeah. Yo, Peter, listen, listen. Who's
1: that lady that was on ESPN? And she like ranted for like uh, two minutes. She was like, this is the worst hire. They have a young, uh, you know, did you see that? Was it Jessica Mendoza? I, I don't, I don't know. want to say Mendoza. I knew it was, it was someone I really have video. No idea. I'll play it. I'll play it. But she said it was the worst hire because I don't want to hear that noise. They're electric and he's old. He's 76. He doesn't fit what they need. And we are going to tell you why we completely disagree. We don't stand by his racist beliefs. If he is actually racist, I can't but, confirm
0: that. I just think it's a good hire because first off, he's not an analytical guy. And you know what? The white Sox themselves, aren't really the most analytical franchise, but I just think it's, I think it's great to see because it gives guys like Ron garden, hire Buck show Walter, you know, those old school managers that had such a tough time finding another job, find a job again, because look at how tough bro. Joe Girardi was straight up last, last year. I'm going to say he was the best manager on the market last year. And look at how long it took him to get a job. And he had to beg with the Phillies front office to let him manage the way that he wanted to manage not mm. by a binder that the president of baseball operations printed out for him and said look you have to read from this and you have to manage from here
1: dude it seems like ever since the a's found success like like with moneyball and i, I hate to bring it up because I just watched the movie no seriously though like ever since they found success with the Moneyball system with analytics and that the game's been completely different.
0: I think also, it's overtaken
1: baseball. Like, I think at- the
0: Rays have something to do with that. I think Joe Madden has something really to do with that. If we're really getting down to it, because I think the analytics of baseball really hit an absolute, like popped once the shift came to fruition. Yeah. Once Joe Madden started applying the shift, and people were like, at first, they were like, wow, this really works. And obviously, it still works. But what? But what I'm trying to say is, I'm not saying that Tony LaRusse is not going to have any analytics in his managerial style. Obviously, it's going to be implemented. That's the way baseball is. It's an ever-changing game. Just because you're 76 years old. And And he knows that. You've been managing for 41 years. Exactly. And I think that's why they brought him in. But he hasn't... See, Kevin Cash cannot manage from his gut anymore. Mm -hmm. Because... I bet you I'll bet every dollar that I have, which ain't much after losing that can't-miss parlay. But but I can guarantee you that if Kevin Cash could manage from his gut and not from a binder, there was no shot that he was taking Blake Snell out of that game. Mm -hmm. But the the binder said, we don't want anyone facing the lineup for a third time. He could have been pitching a perfect game, and I guarantee you he would have taken him out because the binder told him to. No, you're right. So, I think that Tony LaRusa has that experience and that like calm demeanor to the fact where, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have the binder there, it could tell him what he should do, but they also give him the respect and they give him the buffer zone where it's like, yeah, we'll let you make your own decisions with no repercussions. And I feel like that guy, guys like Kevin Cash, guys like Aaron Boone, all these analytic teams and stuff like that can't do that. I don't think the Yankees give Aaron Boone any leeway when it comes to managing. I don't think they let him manage from his gut. He's just clearly a puppet, you know what I'm saying, for the analytic front office. And that's basically what it is. And I don't think Tony Russa is going to be like that. And, oh, I have a Papa Andrusani prediction, so let's see if it comes true. But the Papa Andrusani prediction is that Buck Showalter will be the new bench coach of the New York Yankees.
1: I love it. I love it. I that, love like
0: it. and you know what? I think that would be fantastic. But I don't want to get off into um you know a side topic or anything. I just think that yes, the White Sox are electric. I don't think that they're really a great team though. And I say that because you know this for a fact too. They don't hit well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? It looks
1: like they hit well, but besides it looks Ken like they Jose do,
0: Brady, but they really and don't. And Jose Abreu. That's so it. what I'm thinking is that Tony LaRusso with all of his baseball experience, all that kind of stuff is going to take in account the hitting styles of everyone. And he's going to try and piece everything together in a way that their hitting will work with their pitching. Because if you think about it, it really didn't work out together. Yeah. You know no, what I'm
1: I, I, all I wanted to add was I, uh, the reason I brought up that girl who said that the higher is the worst thing because everything that the white socks are, they're the exact opposite. The racist thing is a joke. I do think he's been on record and said before that he doesn't support certain things. And the White Sox, obviously, um, we're gonna modernize that, or they probably they obviously do. But um, and it's the normality nowadays. Like, so mm-hmm. he grew up in a different generation. My point is, the lady said it was on ESPN um, that it was the worst hire because it was pretty much everything opposite from what the team stands for. But I disagree. I think bringing in an old dude to a group of young guys actually is a great thing, and to see Tony LaRusso back in. The league is pretty fucking pretty, cool. like pretty cool. And, and it really is. I like to I would love to see what he does to, to Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and obviously Luis Robert in the second season and Moncada and they Eli have Jimenez. Su- they have so many. They have such a dope team. And I think they found the one piece that they're missing. And everyone's bashing it, it seems like right now. But from TTL Sports, I Peter I like it. We love it.
0: <laughs> I like it because also another thing, the last thing I'll say about this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Tony, Tony doesn't take any bullshit and not. he will hold you accountable. He's not like these cookie cutter managers nowadays where it's like, Oh, well you could express how you're feeling. And I'm not going to say anything because I'm afraid of backlash. Dude. I listened to what Blake Snell said after game six. If I was the manager, I would have ripped right into him. He basically threw Kevin Cash and the whole analytics department of Tampa Bay Rays under the bus. Yeah. And that's but, not what you do. You're not a team player. And honestly, it's guys like Tony LaRusa that would call out Blake Snell.
1: I think that White so- the know. White Sox know that too. And like going, that's why they made this higher. They want yeah. to go in that direction. And I, I think am so too. For it. Like I love it. I think me too. That is a World Series favorite. Like this pans out. Like they have the pitching, the hitting, and yeah. finale just needs to come together. And exactly. I agree. Is that coming together?
0: I agree. 100%. I want to move on to another hire that uh, I just felt like we could mention. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't like this guy at all.
1: I think it's a good landing spot for him though.
0: I think it is. It's a great restart for him. That's for sure. They have a, it's total- a big ballpark. So the trash cans in center field, you won't be able to hear them that well <laughs> from the dugout, but uh, AJ Hinch was hired by the Tigers uh, after being suspended for the year, and not being able to manage anything like that. Well, we knew um, he was going to get a job again. Yeah, obviously, and same thing with Alex Cora. Once Alex Cora comes back, he's going to get a job too. Probably not with the Red Sox, but with someone else, you know, that needs a manager with experience. You know, you can't listen. You could say that they cheated. You could say that AJ Hinch did all this, but he's managed good players before and he knows how to get to the World Series. The, the, so. the,
1: the Tigers also have um, a ton of young talent, and you've said this before. The rotation's absolutely insane, I think. If yeah. they, in a couple of years, it will be. So um, Hinch is no secret to having an insanely good rotation with I do not even know how to explain the 2017 Astros, but I think it's a good restart for him, and I think it's a good restart for them. I think it works out. I don't like him,
0: but I think it works out. I, I think it definitely works out too. I, I think that's kind of like a long term hire where it's like he's going to endure a f- couple of years, maybe even three or four years of just like either crap baseball or mediocre baseball. But you know, once you get guys like Casey Mize, shout out Matt Manning, you know what I'm saying? Like you get Spencer Turnbull in there, I'm Matthew that Boyd pitches insane. Michael Fulmer, maybe. Thank you. You baby. know what I'm saying? Keep Dude, going. <laughs> like it's, it's just going to be crazy. Like, and, they don't really have much in the hitting department. I think their best hitters like Nico Goodrum. So they're going to have to get out there. They're going to have to start spending some money and stuff like that. But right now, if they're laying low, you know, they're saving their cash. It's going to be, it's going to be a very trim off season for a lot of teams like the Royals, the Tigers, the, the A's, the Rays, you know what I'm saying? All those very small market teams that probably only have, they don't probably don't even have millions of dollars to spend Matthew. They probably have like hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend, you know, that they could spare where uh, where we we should count ourselves lucky, count our blessings that the Yankees probably still have millions upon millions of dollars to spend in the off season. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's a good hire for the Tigers. I just personally don't like AJ Hinch, but I think that you know the experience talking. factor and everything like that, it's a lot better than hiring someone like um, I think it was when, oh God, I don't even remember his name and i'm I'm kind of pissed that I don't remember his name anyway. I think it was after Ron, oh, it was Ron Garden hire, I think was the Detroit um, coach. And then they hired Brad Osmus after. Brad Osmus had no experience. He wasn't that good. All that kind of stuff. So it's good to hire some wood experience, um, some playoff experience, knows how to get there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he could uh,
1: know, bang you.
0: some trash cans. Who knows?
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens with AJ hedge um, We got one more baseball, though, and this is a really good one. You're not going to expect where I'm going with this. You're
0: one. not going to expect mine either. So Watch us have the exact same pack. <laughs> That's right, what, so uh, like a common I, trend on this show. I have two. I have a position player and a pitcher. Likewise. And they're oh. both going to the same team for me. Oh, my goodness. All and right. So the question I propose to Matthew is, what is your most surprising free agent signing prediction for this year?
1: All right, I don't know where Trevor Bauer is going to play. Uh, if I had a guess, it would probably be back in, in, with the Reds, honestly. Um, I will tell you this. Th- that is not my pick. Masahiro Tanaka is going to sign with the Los Angeles Angels. Okay.
0: All right. Wow. Okay. I kind of like that a lot, actually. <laughs> and that is a I, good
1: pick. And I have another one. Um, You're going to be mad at me for this one. <laughs> DJ Lemay, he will also no, don't sign to the, the Los say Angeles it. Angels. Why would you say something
0: like that? <laughs> I, as a Yankee fan, would be heartbroken. Let me ask you a question though: Where is he going? Where, where is he playing?
1: You could throw him at second or first.
0: They have David Fletcher they or have first. Jared Walsh at first base. They have Anthony Rendon at third. First of all, DJ Lemay, you who's a,
1: you could throw him, you you could DH either of those guys. The I only suppose. spots that he wouldn't be able to play would be third, because you got Rendon now and short. <sighs> Because oh, listen,
0: I'm just trying to think of any excuse in the book to not. I think they have to both listen both to that Yankees
1: Tanaka oh. and DJ Lemayu, because you at they they at that point you get a nice pitcher who could definitely boost your rotation. He's there.
0: He's their best starter for they the can last ten him. years.
1: They could afford him. They have and a that's terrible not, rotation. And then you got, it they literally ha- could sell it to him right there, you're going to another big market. You got Rendon and Trout. It'll be the best three, one, two, three punch in the league. Like
0: Probably, yeah. You're probably right about that.
1: I could see him 100% playing for the Angels next year. And the Yankees, you said something that I I, I don't really disagree with you often, but I disagree with you now. The Steinbrenners are well, – the Yankees are obviously the most profitable organization, top three in all sports. But what I read online was that the Yankees are in some shit now because the only thing that – you know how like Johnson & Johnson with the Jets, they own Johnson & Johnson? Steinbrenners only own the Yankees. They don't have any other ventures. So COVID really fucked them over. So I don't think that they're going to be big spenders in free agency. I don't yeah. think for the money that DJ's worth, they can afford them.
0: Uh, I'm just going to say one thing. I think I disagree with you that Masahiro Tanaka would sign with the Angels because Garrett Cole posted a picture him of <laughs> him and his wife <laughs> sushi with Masahiro Tanaka they and look... his wife. So th- to me, Garrett Cole is the like great equalizer. If you're yeah. having sushi with Garrett Cole, you're not going anywhere.
1: Tanaka will stay if he'll take a cut, but I don't know if you No, that's no, no,
0: no, no. That's literally my only rationale. If, if Masahiro Tanaka resigns with the Yankees, it's because of the sushi that he had with Garrett Cole. <laughs> that is my rationale.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> um, My first one I have, um, obviously, probably the biggest name. Probably besides for DJ LeMahieu. I didn't even include DJ LeMahieu in this. This is how beautiful I thought this was. Probably the biggest name in free agency. This offseason, I'd say, is Trevor Bauer, where he's going. And um, I think Trevor Bauer is going to go to the Blue Jays. That is crazy. It's a hot take. I think Trevor Bauer is going to go to the Blue Jays. I think it's a good spot for him, too. And if you look, dude. First off, they really don't have any pitching. How long is Ryu on that deal over there? Uh, I think he's got another – I think it was a four-year deal. So, he's got another three years on that deal. Um, The hitting is out of this world.
1: Yeah. They have a great
0: lineup. And they made the playoffs – well, if you even want to call it that. They made the expanded playoffs with no pitching whatsoever. Their game one starter was Matt Shoemaker. Bro, how do you even have a last name in 2020 like the name Shoemaker? Shout out Skip. (laughs) But (laughs) – you know what I mean? Like, it's just – it's perfect for me because he will be this, the focal point of that team. You know what I'm saying? It's like Trevor Bauer goes there. He, you're going to have – you're going to have run support. That lineup is sick. It really is. They put up so many runs, and they're not even really – like, if you look at that lineup, nothing really scares you. I mean, maybe Teoscar Hernandez scares He's such you. such a
1: beast, bro. He's a
0: beast. Like, other than that, nothing really scares me. They just know how to hit and they play well together. I just think it's appealing for Trevor Bauer because he seems like that type of guy that would just be like, yeah, I'm turning on the United States and I'm signing with a Canadian team. Like that's, that's just the kind of guy that he seems like. And I think that, I think that Toronto would welcome him with open arms. And I think that they would make that franchise really about him because I really think he's one of the 10 best pitchers in baseball. Not even just from this past year. I was thinking that the last couple of years. So I think it's a good fit. Honestly, you could probably plug Trevor Power anywhere and it's a good fit just because he's got that kind of personality and he doesn't really look like he cares about where he's going to play. Mm -hmm. Whoever offers him the most money, I think Toronto could be in a position where they offer him the most Most money.
1: money. I actually really like that spot. Um,
0: My next one is JT Realmuto to the St. Louis Cardinals.
1: I think he's the best catcher in baseball, by the way.
0: I think by far he's the best catcher in baseball. And What other place to go than St. Louis? Yadier Molina, like 95% is probably not coming back to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Past his time over there, too. It is past his time. He's 38 years old. You know what I'm saying? Probably in my – listen to me, Max Wildstein. You got it wrong. Jose Molina is not the greatest defensive catcher of all time. It is Yadier Molina. It's Yadier Molina. No doubt about it, in my mind. That's coming from me right here. You heard it, but I like JT. Real. It's appealing because the Cardinals are never bad. Not yet. They're. They. You're right. They're never bad. Even when they have bad seasons, they're still in the thick of things in the um in the NL Central. So I think it's a perfect like pass the torch thing. You know, like Yachty leaves. Like, oh Yachty. God, who's gonna who's gonna be our next best catcher? And then it's like, oh my God. The, the best catcher in baseball is with us now. And he's going to want a fat check. The only other place that I could really see him going is to the Mets. And the only reason why is because I know that Steve Cohen is going to want to come in and make a big free agent splash. And he might even offer JT Real Muto $30 million a year, which I think is ludicrous for a catcher. That's just my opinion because you can get quality catching from guys like Kyle Higashioka that probably costs pennies but um
1: yeah you're right. you my nah, I, see I
0: just think that St. Louis St. Louis quietly always like nabs a great free agent every year. And I think this year they're going to nab the biggest catcher. The biggest catcher in the game in JT Riomuto. I really like that landing spot for him. I think he plugs right into that rotation rotation right into that batting order um probably right behind um right in front of Paul Goldschmidt and right behind Paul DeYoung. So they they have a sneaky good lineup, and they have a sneaky good team. So that could be the final piece, honestly, that gets them to be a real contender in the NL.
1: I agree. I don't think he stays in Philly.
0: There's no way. He's fed up in Philly. I think the Bryce Harper is fed I up in just, Philly, no, too.
1: I was going to say, uh, the only reason I think he'd stay is because of Harper, because him and Harper are obviously very close. So we'll see what happens with JT. But I like all the picks, uh, and this free agency is going to be insane. I think it starts actually yes today,
0: soon. It starts yesterday. Did it start already? I don't know. I, don't I read an article so, where free
1: agency started. Whatever. We'll see some things soon. Shout out to Steve Cohen, by the way, in the purchase of the New York Mets. As a Yankee, I did want to mention, as a Yankee fan, uh, when I saw I that think it's the great. biggest prick in New York City, Bill de Blasio, was trying to cancel the sale of um, the Mets. It was heartbreaking because they deserve a new, the new new ownership over there. I'm, and I hate them. and I, Not that I hate them. I just I really wholeheartedly mean like they needed that. I mean – it's about time that Bobby Benilla's contract should be paid off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you if I was Steve Cohen, I'd just pay the whole thing off that's right now. That's probably what he's going to do, bro. I,
1: that's a bold prediction I had that that'll be the first thing that he does.
0: That is solid. That's a solid prediction. I think that would buy the fans
1: over. Uh, you don't think so?
0: No, I, I just said it was a solid yeah.
1: prediction. <laughs> I think JT there is a really, I think it's more likely than St. Louis. I think St. Louis is realistic, but. I think you're right. Steve Cohen has the money, and he's willing to spend it right now. Well, you
0: know me; I always go for the flair of the dramatic. Yeah. He
1: said he said that he's willing to spend three hundred million dollars in the first two years.
0: Good for him. Go for it then. That's got the money.
1: That's Garrett Cole right there.
0: <laughs> but
1: no, um, all
0: power to you, Stevie.
1: Shout out, Steve Cohen, and apparently he grew up. I'm pretty sure he's from Long Island. So
0: he's grew up on MFN his whole life too. Yeah, so shout out that, and
1: it's fuck Bill de Blasio on on my side. Oh,
0: it's always on my side, too. (laughs) Um, And I think it comes to that point. This was a really long episode, but it was needed. This was quality. Um, Listen, I'm just going to say it right now. If you're listening up until this point, Chris Rubio, I want you to pick my seven-team parlay for week nine of the NFL season
1: does chris rubio or anyone who listens. anyone
0: i just said chris rubio because i know he'll be listening up until this point but any tiktok twitter whatever the hell it is i don't care my person my personal accounts if you have my phone number you know if you have my phone number go for it i don't care whatever i want you to pick my 17 parlay it could be the worst picks ever you might actually win a parlay other than me you know you're good on that.
1: No, yeah, my camera cut out. It was that was the most strange yeah, that's wh- thing.
0: That's why I stopped for a second. And I was like, "Shuck!" Because you you had your eyes closed, and I thought you were like sleeping for a second. No, my I, ca- really... I just
1: lagged really bad, but I heard everything you said. If you are listening, send us a DM. Give us your seven or can't lose parlay. Give us seven picks. think Peter we'll will hit. put
0: his own hard earned money where he sits behind his desk and does nothing most of the and time. If it
1: cracks, we will send you a percentage of the money
0: only what i put into it you're not getting any of the winnings yeah like you'll probably (laughs) no i'm just kidding we'll
1: give you like 30 bucks
0: (laughs) 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 but other than that
1: i don't really have much i'm glad everyone listened i hope you guys enjoyed um i have to give a quick little plug though first of all shout out here and saying the best co-host in the league you know the vibes okay shout out about right there from him for those who can't see shout out at TTL Sports, WWE, The greatest sports podcast in the world. That's what Johnny Sen said, not me. Shout out at Take This L Sports one on Twitter. Shout out Take This L Sports on YouTube, and we are now on TikTok. I knew you wanted to say that. Let's go, baby. Uh, at TTL Sports, we hit our first thousand views on anything, so it's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you. Let's try to hit two hundred subs before this ends. If you're new, thank you for being here for the ride. I'm actually going to do this one more thing. DM us two things. I want seven plays from Peter's side, from my side. I'm still trying to give away some money. Anyone but Chris Rubio. No, Chris Rubio, if you personally DM me, I'll take care of you too. But please. No, Chris
0: Rubio, like thousands of dollars at this point.
1: But please. Oh, my God. I just realized something too, by the way. But please send us a DM. Say, did I win? Right. Did I win on at TTL Sports WW? And if you are the first one to send us that for listening to this whole podcast, I will send you a $30 gift card to wherever you would like from my own pockets, some of my own birthday money. I also wanted to preface this by saying the next time that we talk to these people, Peter, uh not the debate the election will happen so i hope everyone um stay safe i mean it's gonna be crazy
0: so it's gonna be crazy get out there and vote make your voice heard um i don't know i'm just i'm excited and nervous at the same time the
1: same way regardless win or lose whoever it is there will be memes there will be chaos (laughs)
0: and it's gonna be ridiculous the one way, thing but, that you
1: could come back here for is to listen to us talk about sports because that's what brings the world together the world of sports that's right peter close this thing out baby
0: dude i'm just like i'm, I'm about to shed a tear the way that you said that was just absolutely amazing all right i'm warming up you ready and no that more gorgeous. birthday bashes oh by the God. way i'm sorry <laughs> we've had enough birthdays
1: the last two weeks yeah
0: th- th- well, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess I can't celebrate my half birthday then. All right. But anyway, getting. Oh back. wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Oh, there actually God. is a special birthday. There is a special birthday that we could shout out. Shout out, Mama Andrew Sanny. Okay. Yes, Age yes. disclosed, but birthday was. If you're listening right ago. now,
0: if you're if you are listening right now on Monday. It is my mother's birthday today, and it is my good friend John Borsch's b- birthday as well, and it is our good friend Sebastian Manzanero's mom's birthday as well. Hold
1: up, and its it was my good friend Max Gilson's birthday yesterday, so shout it, out everyone. It okay. was. I
0: never wished him a happy birthday. I'm sorry. Shout out the Noise Media. They are the second best podcast amateur <laughs> podcast. <ever. laughs> Let's get it, baby. Let's close this thing out. All right, that beautiful man on my screen right now who has a cutoff t-shirt and looks absolutely ripped right now. He is Matthew Garber, me on the bottom, looking like an absolute bum who hasn't showered in two days. I am Peter Anderson. And until next time we are the greatest sports podcast around. You believe that?